You guys, you can do it. You can be the best that you can be, and we can do it together. It's going to take effort. It's going to take patience. It's going to take a lot and a lot, a lot, a lot of work. But if we don't try, then what the fuck is stopping us from just throwing ourselves off a bridge and giving up and saying, yeah, the planet is dying. The government hates us. The animals are leaving. The aliens aren't contacting us. We might be alone. It just might be you and me. But that's okay, because do you really need anyone else? Almost positive is meant for another audience. Almost positive may contain sexually oriented content. Politically oriented content. And unethically oriented content. Listener discretion advised. Now, here's Almost Positive with Van Rollington and Sir Rollington. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta. So I'll make it this place. The only will is my own. I do whatever I want to say alone. All my decisions make it untouchable and changing. I'm gonna suffer for the rest of my life. But I will always find a way to survive. I'm not a failure, but I know what it's like. I can take it or leave it or die. is that chick you you so you sent me that clip earlier in the week and uh-huh. and and to be honest it almost brought a tear to my eye i could feel her energy and i liked it yeah she's got very much alpha energy. i think what was she like coked out she sounded like she was <laughs> maybe you know it's that twitch money it does that to people it does that to people the fame and the the glory and uh the simps it really gets to you yeah i i liked it i like that part that was my favorite part I felt like she was speaking to to us and to our audience. Mm. It's like we got we got what we need. Let's just do it. The Let's aliens just... ain't coming. The animals are gonna die. Do it. The Earth is fucked. The government hates us. Mm. It touched my soul. And when I listened to it as, as I was putting together the intro, uh-huh. it almost brought a tear, a joyful tear to my eye. That's some almost positive shit right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really is. Um, oh yeah, we miss him. It feels lonely. It's just us two in the studio today. Yeah, we're gonna do the. Uh... The old-fashioned quarantine fucking uh, sessions where we just do Zoom calls. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna so so that song that we just played in the beginning. Yeah, that's another mashup by I'm just gonna call him the legendary Bill, the legendary Bill McClintock, who's just kind of uh, <coughs> a bit ago I had I had seen one of his uh, mashups and I started following him and around Christmas he released one that really touched my soul. So I, I reached out to him and said hi during Christmas, and he's he's very responsive. I mean, he's a normal dude, so there's that. Uh-huh. Um, and we'll play we'll play that one later because it's 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 a beautiful song. But uh, it's like his dick already. Jesus, <laughs> how dare you, Carlos? <laughs> it's almost like he's here. He's here. In just spirit. just as insightful as he normally is. Um, Jesus. <laughs> Was there a cow mooing in the background? No, that was actually Hyra. I just couldn't get him out of completely <laughs> out of that clip. Sounds like we were in the farm. Fucking anyway. So, so yeah, I found his ass in the fucking. Oh, you know, I don't know. I, I'm gonna have to tell him the story again. You know what? Stay tuned, and we'll tell you the story again. So anyway, today we're gonna talk about fucking um 
a bunch of shit. I'm hoping that we could do this in less than four hours. Yeah. But we're going to get into uh, who the fuck that girl in the intro was. We're going to you have some video game stuff. We're going to talk about Will and Jada, Snoop Dogg. Then we'll talk to Bill McClintock and see what the fuck's going on in his head. And he's a normal dude. So I'm actually worried about his participation in the podcast. Uh-huh. Um, I don't want him to get canceled on account of us. But anyway, he, I, like I always, when I invite people on the show, I always send them a link and I kind of warn them like, hey, we're uh, kind of problematic. So <laughs> why don't you listen first? Don't cancel me. Yeah, please don't. <laughs> Um, and then we'll talk to JC making his triumphant return. <laughs> a fan favorite. At the, the day after he came on, I had a few people message me. It's like, oh, that, that dude was cool. I liked his voice. I like this. He's, 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 he sounds like a cool guy. You should have him on more often. Yeah. But, uh, he's another normal person with a real life, uh, who's got better things to do than this podcast. But he gave, he's going to give us a slice of his time and his insight. So that'll be fun. Last time we spoke to him, we, well, this was during just cold. We were balls deep into COVID. Yeah. Um, we were still fucking warming up that, that police brutality agenda. So he came on before all that shit happened. Yeah. It was uh, appropriate that he basically gave us everything we needed to know beforehand, before it all erupted. He mm-hmm. said it was going to happen. Did he? I don't remember that. No, you don't remember? No. I'm sure he did. He that. was sure the Civil War was coming. Hmm. So then, um, then we're gonna get into fucking um, India, or Mexico, because we're gonna do that till till we get some angry <laughs> Indian letters. Yeah. Um, then the news, you know, some more uh, corporate fucking solidarity because we love you, we love your corporations. Um, the feds are executing people. Uh, I don't, I don't feel, yeah, I don't feel too bad about that. Yeah, bring back capital punishment, man. We got some. Um, some Caitlyn Jenner, some Nick Cannon. We're going to defund Pornhub. And uh, speaking of Pornhub, we'll get into Mia Khalifa with the booty. She got the booty, right? Yeah. She, she got, got the big the old butt. Hit or miss. Yeah. So, and then we'll, we'll, try to, we'll try to find a positive note among all of this, if possible. If possible. It's hard sometimes. But anyway, so who the fuck is that chick from the intro? Oh, that's uh, Invader V, I believe her name was. Invader V. What's uh, the V stand for? Vagina? Maybe, or maybe something like Victoria or Vanessa, you know, something oh. nice, you know, yeah, my bad. something not problematic. Uh, but yeah, we played a clip of her from like a few weeks, uh, so one that, of the what, first episodes. Her? Yeah, one of the first episodes that we had aired, oh. We uh, she put out an angry rant about people just donating $10, that if you don't have $10 to spend, you shouldn't even be watching her fucking stream. Which I'm in complete agreement with. I actually saw... After that whole thing happened, I saw a bunch of people angry at her. Yeah. And apparently, if you agreed with her, you were a desperate simp who just wanted to fucking virtue signal. Beta! Yeah, no, I'm upset about that, because I, I felt I I felt like, uh, like a conservative. <laughs> yeah. I felt, I'm like, you know, if you, it's true. If you don't have enough money to give the fucking, the hood rat some money so she could keep doing what she's doing, then, then get a job. That's right! Don't expect to watch porn. Stick to free porn. There's plenty of free porn. I've actually never paid for porn in my life. She in in my thirty years. Although I wasn't watching porn uh, for thirty years. So you're telling me you've been exploiting the market 
and uh, basically denying sex workers their rightful due. I don't know. Shit's free, man. It's like YouTube. Butter and sugar, that bitch. Butter and sugar. That's my guy, man. That's <laughs> one of the best drops I've ever heard. What? <laughs> anyway, so... So what? What the fuck? She I, do we do we know what was going on with her that day that she went on this rant? No, I think she realized that she's when she goes on these long rants, uh, she gains more popularity. It was good. It was yeah, like a yeah. promo. It was like a wrestling promo. Yeah, yeah. So I think that she she has a future just doing that, just being an angry <laughs> fucking uh, Twitch streamer. Uh, I mean, I, I would uh, support that. I saw it. I liked it, and I used it for our podcast. God bless America. So, you know, she she's doing something right. She and is. I like the first video you played of her, too. Yeah, she's good. So not only does she have the energy, she's got the brains. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a mighty combo right there. So you don't, you don't find much of that these days. You know what? The next thing is these vid- these, this, this video game stuff. Um, what's yeah. going on with video games? Uh, yeah, so uh, I downloaded a fucking game the other day. Um, it was called One Leaves, and uh, I was just all like, "Oh, right, cool, a horror fucking game where you know you and four other players fucking go in, and you know only one of you wins." Cool, I'm down with this fucking concept. I saw the trailer. The trailer looked, you know, like a B fucking movie, and I was all like, "You know what? I'm gonna give it a shot. It's a free game." So oh, free that free shit. Yeah, that free shit. I should have known better. <laughs> How about all the game workers? Why didn't you give them the rightful dues? I'll, I'll get to that and why that why it was a free game. Um, so I'm like ten minutes in. I'm finding my way through this fucking maze. At first, you start out in a fucking school, and then you find your way out, and then you wind up in a hospital, and then you wind up in the fucking sewer. But there's some creepy fucking things that pop up every once in a while, like fucking lungs. And fucking like deteri- <laughs> deteriorating fucking teeth and fucking hearts that fucking look like they got right, disease on. on them. You're not making sense. They pop up where? In the level. Like how? Uh, you walk into a room and you just see like, uh, let's say chairs and a desk and blah, blah, blah. And in the corner, there's a fucking giant lung just fucking looking decrepit and fucking looking like it's about to die. So in my back of my mind, I'm all like. What the fuck? Like, what is this? Am I inside somebody? What the fuck is going on? And then I get to the hospital and I see some graffiti. And I see the word tobacco. Like, F12? Uh, fuck 12? No, I no. didn't see fuck 12. On was there. not this BLM? Is, no, this was, uh, this was before everybody before was Before justice? Yeah, before justice happened. Okay. Uh, so I saw tobacco written on the fucking wall. And tobacco. I was, and I was just all like, don't tell me this is a fucking... Uh, like uh, one of those truth games. Anti-smoking? Yeah, anti-smoking games. Oh, shit. So I'm starting to get to the fucking end, and you finally get out, and the game tells you you actually lost because one in four teens fucking end up not quitting fucking uh, smoking. And so I played a fucking 20-minute fucking commercial. Anti-smoking an ad. Anti-smoking ad. It pissed me the <laughs> fuck off. I basically wasted 20 minutes of my life. So the game wasn't good at all? No, I, I. You are led to believe that you and four of the players are playing at the, at the same time, and it's a race. But really, it's just you and you know three NPCs that you hardly get to see, and they just like automatically pop up in different places. So you think you're playing with people. Damn! So they even tricked you into into yeah. thinking you were with other people. I was just all like, "This is such bullshit." <laughs> I'm starting to like it more and more. <laughs> I like the idea of it. They got your ass, dude. I know, man. So I was all like, well, 
you know, at least I didn't pay fucking thirty dollars to get virtue signaled like most games fucking nowadays. That was on virtue signaling. Anti smoking is not virtue signaling. No, it was virtue signaling, but I, I I didn't pay anything for it. So, oh, well, at least now you know better than to you know better than to smoke now though. Oh yeah, you know. I mean, I don't know if you were planning on smoking, but now you know not to. No, I was already at avid not uh, cigarette there, smoker. Was there some symbolism behind the fake, like other players? Like, was there something artistic behind that? There has to have been. Uh, I mean, you I could, think you could play it yourself and nah. tell me, tell me, <laughs> tell me um, what you think. I haven't, dude. I've, I've fired up my Xbox like four times in the last two years. Uh-huh. I'm not gonna fire it up for that. I've last time I fired it up, I I played Peggle with my girlfriend. All right, that's that's a good use of your time, it's a good, bro. Listen, Peggle's I, a relaxing game. I've played that game with children. Yeah, I've played that game with adult males and females. Uh-huh. I've played that game with I play that game with niggas that have killed people. And they were just having a blast playing Peggle, like that—that's the type of game Peggle is. So if, if you guys, you know, go go check out Peggle, play it. It's good. Amazing. Amazing. Anyway, so so yeah, that was utter disappointment. Well, speaking of fucking people getting played, you know, <laughs> we got, you know, yeah. it, it's it's good that you have this thing on here because I actually watched it. Oh, it was. Well, because my girlfriend, <laughs> obviously, because my girlfriend comes through talking about, oh, did you hear about the thing, blah, 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 and I'm like, well, fucking... How is uh, she always dragging you into these, like, social media fucking things with the Kardashians? It's cool. The- Listen, <laughs> it's cool because once in a while, she ends up watching some Jesse Lee Peterson. Amazing! She ends up watching some Jordan fucking Peterson. Oh, uh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> She ends up going to rabbit hole with me, and you know what? I, and she never comes back out to see. Smoke me. on that for a minute. Yeah, it's good. It's she, 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 she actually told me that she was chilling the other days uh, out of her own volition. Found a Jordan Peterson video uh, explaining how white privilege doesn't exist. Uh-huh. So she said she watched it, mm-hmm. and uh, she said that she understood his argument and okay. that it made sense. Um. But that she still, you know, she obviously his, his argument was like, well, the privilege is usually held by the majority anywhere you go. Yeah. Which she was like, yeah, that's pretty much true. That's pretty much true. That's a, it's a beautiful thing, man. Anyway, so. So she th- at least acknowledged the argument. She didn't just sit there and just like watch five seconds and just automatically no. turn it off. I'm angry. I've been blessed. No, you would rather hate yourself <laughs> than to look beyond the oh, things man. that make you do the things that you do. Um, I don't even know how to go about this anymore. <laughs> Hold on, re- re- rethink your thoughts. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're still, we're, we're your dial-up tone because that's what's going on. That's right what's now. going on in your head. I'm doing some, uh, some PR dial-up tone thinking. Like, I, um, uh, I'm lucky enough to, you know, my, 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 my girl's very fair, fair-minded, and she, she likes to listen and you know, like, uh, explore different ideas. Yeah, she she gets mad when I talk about immigration. <laughs> That's the one that she's all yeah. like, "Absolutely not! You don't get uh, either side. Yeah, you got one side, and that's it." No, she just she just doesn't. She I try to explain to her my opinion, and my opinion is all over the place, so it's it's easy to understand what's confusing. Anyway, listen, yeah, pretty much. Um, so that's my price, right? You know, yeah. I she I watch things for with her. She watches things with me. So that was fair me. enough. Um, so I watched the Jada and Will Smith thing, and it was uh, it's cringe. 
it was pretty cringe. Though they they have all these memes online of Will looking like he's about to cry, and yeah. I didn't see that happen. Oh, okay. I think that was one of those clips that they just got him like half blinking or some shit. Like I, I watched the whole thing, and he didn't look he didn't look happy, but he also didn't look like he was crying. Yeah, and, the way I only heard about it and got interested in it is the fake tweets and the fake picture. Which I thought was hilarious, like fucking um, Will Smith tweeting out fucking pain, just the word with a period at the end. I was all like, that's fucking great. Yeah, and then uh, Jaden Smith fucking uh, tweeting out fucking uh, my mom's a hoe. That's funny. <laughs> I was all like, yes. You know what? I wonder what they make of all of this. Uh, you know what? It it makes them relevant again, so. Will Smith's always going to be relevant, though. Will well, Smith's one Will of those. Smith's a legend, and it's just sad to see how far he's come. Yeah. Well, so so I watched it. I I I got it. Look, I mean, do do you have a clip or something? Because no, I can always insert one. No, 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 no. So I got the whole thing. It's like uh, they were separated. Yeah, I heard that. And part. that that she went and fucked around. He went and fucked around, and. He fucked around with random flusies. I guess she did it with a rapper. So he came out talking about it on the radio, like bragging. So then it blew up. You know, like yeah, my wife's fucking a rapper, dog. No, mm. so, no, the the rapper dude. Oh, it was some convoluted ass story. So there was the, this rapper dude who at that time uh, needed help recovering from something, like I think an addiction or something. Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, she helped him, and at the time, her and Will were, like, about to call it quits. But, you know, they've committed to never do that, so they just kind of separated. And she hooked up with this dude who who she was helping recover. Mm -hmm. There's some people saying that she took advantage of him. That's the argument I've heard, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Then there's people that are just like, well, he's bogus for even bringing that shit up when it's in the past. (laughs) He's trying to promote his new album. How dare he? So it's you know it's one of those things, but I don't know. They weren't together. Technically, weren't together. If if they're if you're gonna separate, I mean, I don't know if they had that conversation. Like, hey, are you gonna bang people? Am I gonna bang people? Like, you know. So I, they do it for the clout. They do, yeah. The rapper did for sure. Yeah, I, sure. I'm pretty sure Will Smith would rather have had like none of this come out. <laughs> none of it, just like. But it, but it's funny because around the time it happened was around the time that I started hearing, oh, Will Smith and Jada are are in an open relationship, and I was like, thinking back at it now, yeah, no, thinking back at it now, I'm like, oh, that's around the time that whole thing started, and they were, yeah, they, I don't know, they were separate, they were separated, they banged other people. Will Smith was banging people too degeneracy all of it all of it all of it they they did a timeout like all right timeout we'll do this later (laughs) we'll do this later we'll just have random freaking people come into our home and we'll fuck them and you know it'll it'll set a good example for the kids they didn't fuck they became entangled ah that one when i said pokemon move look i think so because when i first heard that one i was like this bitch but i just thought about that i thought in my head like this fucking bitch and then she said it like two, two, three times before Will was like, what the fuck are you talking about? This entangled yeah. shit. So I was like, you know what? I was happy he called her ass out. Amazing. Like, uh, we, yeah, we became entangled. I'm like, is this guy, is this guy going to let her get away with that shit? No. Entangled. Entangled. He called her out. So there's, there's a couple good memes out he, there. Uh, he redeemed himself a little bit with that. 
with, with calling her out. He called her out a few times. They were, I mean, so that's actually the reason why my girl wanted me to watch it. She was just like, it's, it's interesting how honest they are. And I watched it, and that's what it seemed like. It was just kind of like a conversation. Will was seemed pretty honest about shit. Like, he called her out on her shit. And it's almost like, you know, it's a guy and a chick. And she, you know, chicks sometimes. Like, he, he seems to be stuck on her. Mm-hmm. So, it seems to be one of those. Uh, during the show prep, I was watching a quick thing on, you know, Will ranting at the fucking camera. And he was all like, I'm tired of trying to make you happy, Jada. <laughs> like, type of thing. So we're just going to go try to be happy on our own. And I was all like, yeah, that's a defeatist fucking attitude right there. Was that like actual, like a real clip? Or Yeah, that was him uh, ranting on his uh, Instagram fucking, um, I guess, story or whatever the fuck. I don't know. Hmm. Instagram live, maybe. Interesting. Nah, I, you know, I don't get into any of this. Oh, I don't know. Shit. I only put it on the fucking thing because everybody else is fucking talking about it. I walked into work. And they were already making entanglement playlists. And I'm all like, what the fuck? God. What's that even mean? <laughs> that means just songs about banging people on the down low or fucking having an open relationship, maybe. My Probably God. a bunch of R. Kelly on there. We don't condone any of this. We don't condone, we don't condone these lifestyles here at Almost Positive. I did uh, plop my uh, DNA tests on the uh, at the front desk because the mailman comes in. And, you know, picks up stuff. And everybody was all like, oh, what are you getting a DNA test for? And I was all like, I want to find out how white I am. And everybody got mad. (laughs) (laughs) Why'd they get mad? I don't know. I was all like, but isn't it like a fair question? (laughs) Like, I want to know how white I am. Yeah, that's that's why I did it, too. Yeah, there you go. I want to see how much privilege. I I want science to tell me how much privilege I've got. Beta! Um, Anyway, so so speaking of cheating, you know. Uh Uh-huh. Snoop Dogg, and it's funny because when you mentioned the the Will Will Smith thing, I got it like a I have this app it just gives me a bunch of fucking news articles. Okay. And I saw this thing about Snoop Dogg apologized to his wife for cheating on her. Although he's, I think he's been cheating on her since they got married. I mean, Snoop Dogg. <laughs> yeah, it, it would be unbecoming of him to not. I think at this point, you know, pretty much. So there, there's a clip about it. So, Takashi dropped out footage of Snoop and Selena Powell together with the caption for two years while I was in jail. People started with me trying to end my career and it didn't work. And now they're saying, leave me alone. This is the world we live in. Go apologize to your wife. On Mother's Day, Snoop's wife jokingly said, don't ask her for advice because she took a man back 81 times. Now, you can't be mad at honesty. There's a rumor that there's a sex tape involving Snoop and Selena Powell. She reportedly shared video footage of herself engaged in sexual activity with Snoop via her OnlyFans account. Now, Snoop and his wife have been together since high school, and they tied the knots in 1997. But Snoop filed for divorce in 2004. Later, he admitted that their split had to do with his own discretions. But they ended up working things out and renewed their vows in 2008. But did 6ix9ine take it too far? Shady Dawson. I don't know. I don't think so. Well, I don't know. I mean, you know, that's his whole thing. <laughs> what is his whole thing? Taking it too far uh, and being Are a dick. Huh? Look. I, so, I guess Snoop Dogg banged some fucking, uh, some groupie. And she put it on her, her fan, so which is kind of crazy. Um, 
But that's what happens. Yeah, it is what it is. But I don't know why why it's even a thing. Like, oh, I told on you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I told on you. I I bla- put you on blast on Twitter. Are you dumb? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's Snoop Dogg. I guess maybe at some point, maybe when he became a Rasta, he, he was like, I'm not going to cheat on you. Oh, anymore. when he was on Snoop Lion? Yeah, when he was Snoop Lion, he was like, I'm not going to cheat on you no more. And then he did. But I don't know, man. Fucking, uh, he, he even wrote a song about it, so it's kind of it's funny as hell. I'm tired of saying sorry for the same shit. Damn, they lost my queen fucking around with that lame bitch. Ashamed of myself because I shamed you. Good or bad, right or wrong, we always bang through. The BS, a real one out the ES. She wanna buy them all, I'ma let her know. PS, cars, purses, diamonds, VS. Real ghetto love to stepping at the GS. You thicky thick, go shake it for me, baby. Picture perfect, let me take it for you, baby. No cap, I ain't shit without you. And I put that on my mama, I die for you, baby, boo. Yeah, <laughs> that's banging right there. Is it? You liked it? Hell yeah. I don't know. Funky dog hit, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, he, well, you know he apologized for, for calling this, this chick a funky dog hit, bitch, right? Who? Snoop. Oh, you don't know about that? No, I don't oh, know about any on, of it. bro. See, this is why... Th- this is why I can't wait to see your DNA test, because you're, you're white. You're white, white. So, apparently, uh, when Gail King interviewed that basketball player um lady uh-huh she remember she asked her about like oh but i wasn't kobe a rapist and then she got like in some shit <laughs> so snoop dog went on his instagram live uh-huh. and recorded a video and he he called her a fucking funky dog head bitch and speaking of jada and pick you know it's all connected bro it's all Spe- connected. speaking of jada he went on so jada's got the red table show that's where they did the will smith thing yeah where she interviews people and uh basically made him like called him out on it and shit mm-hmm. and he apologized he apologized for calling her a funky dog head bitch oh nigga please basically that's that <laughs> that's where that clip comes from Funky dog hit, bitch. It's a classic, dude. Yeah, it's going to stay on the board for a while. Yeah, it's a classic. I mean, I, I don't know what else. Like, that's exactly what it needs to be. All right. Well, anyways, uh, where are our guests? Where the fuck are our guests? Hold on, dude. Are they on the internet sphere? Have they tuned in? Are they live yet? They're coming. They're They're buzzing in. <laughs> Just 
Rollington. I'm Angel. I'm Sir Rollington. He's Van Rollington. All right. I'm Bill. Good to meet you guys. Yeah, nice to meet you. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Bill McClintock. I so I've been, fo- I've been I think I've been following you for a while without realizing like you were one of those channels on YouTube that I just followed and I never actually even looked at the channel name like it would just your videos would pop up and I'd watch them and be like oh shit fucking great and then just and yeah. then um last year around Christmas you played or you put together the Marilyn Manson um, Mariah Carey mashup yeah and I was <laughs> like <laughs> for whatever reason when when I caught that song it it spoke to me and I was like holy shit this is fucking great <laughs> Um, and I started sharing it with people and I was just like it's fucking great and that's I think that's the first time I commented on anything and you like responded and I was like oh this guy's pretty cool you know um, oh did I really? I don't remember yeah yeah, yeah so I was <laughs> like oh shit you know um, and I, I like I liked your stuff and then I realized I was following you on Facebook and YouTube and I was like I don't, I don't even know how that happened um, okay but uh, yeah so so when I when me and my guy started uh, the podcast you know I was thinking of people that I, that we could have on um and you were you were one of those kind of i've reached out to a few different like kind of artists on like online artists who do different things and um, yeah some of them it's like i guess you you gauge by their amount of viewers or listeners like followers kind of like mm-hmm. where they're at how receptive they'll be yeah it's yeah. like all right this guy's got how like how popular are you how much will you talk to the peons <laughs> yeah he's not gonna he's, oh, not, he's not gonna bother responding and most of them don't. You're one of the few that that did. Oh, um, well, that's cool. And uh, so, so yeah, that is pretty cool. So, pretty much, I wanted to get into like just the whole how you we we talked about you last like a, a week ago because we played one of your songs when I asked. Also, you're one of the only people that has responded with like permission to use their stuff, which oh, is kind of no, that's good. It's good. I have, I have. I have a clip of like car sound effects and I asked the guy like, Hey, do you mind if I use them? And he never responded. So I used them, you know, whatever. (laughs) Yeah. We'll see how that works out. But, um, anyway, so, so yeah, I actually saw a video of you explaining your process and I, I wanted to get into that because, uh, you know, one of our guys who's a musician was here and he was just like, Oh, it's just all time signatures. And I'm like, I don't know. It feels like there's a little bit more to it because, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm not a musician, but I'm kind of musically inclined. I have an ear for it. I'm like, it's not just time signatures. Um, so I wanted to to get into like how how you started doing it and and what you look for when you put together a song. Okay. Um, well, I started a little more than three years ago. It's just something that. I wanted to get into because I needed something different than guitar. I mean, I'm a guitar player. Maybe even former guitar players, a better way to put it, just because I got, you know, I, I've been playing guitar since I, since I was 14 years old. Um, you know, went to school for music, was teaching guitar lessons for 10 plus years. I just needed something different. So I looked into this whole mashup thing. Uh, there were a few other people who, who have been doing them you know, for, for years, since 2010, even before that. And I thought, well, this is something that I think I could do. You know, I, I know I have an ear for it. Um, I know the basic principles of how they go together, how you would have to find an isolated vocal track and an instrumental track of a different group and basically put them together. 
And the, the most difficult thing is finding two songs that are compatible with each other. That takes a long time, you know, and it still happens. A lot of times I think I find two songs are really good. Like they're going to sound so good because they sound so good in my head, you know, and then I actually start to mix them. I'll, I'll layer the vocal track over the instrumental track and, if it doesn't blow me away in the first couple seconds, then yeah. I have to pull the plug on it and say, forget it. You know, like if it's okay, like, okay, I could do this. It might be all right. But if it doesn't blow me away yeah. when I first hear it, I'm not going to do it for anybody else either. You know, so it's, I just, I have to be honest with it. So are you usually just looking for like, so I, cause I know, I know, you know, music theory and all of that. Like, are you looking more for that type of like match or? That's where it starts, you know, is, is two songs that are in the same key, so they share the same notes in common, they have similar chord progressions, um, and also around the same tempo. That's the starting point. Sometimes uh, the way that I'll go about finding a match is to look on different bat- databases that I can find on the Internet, where you can find songs that are organized by key and, and by tempo, um, even by genre, if I have like a, a soul, a vocal thing yeah. that I want to put with a, a rock instrumental, then I can, I can search a database just for rock things. So it'll, it theoretically gives you, it can give you stuff that, that can work, you know? Yeah. That doesn't mean it's going to work. You know, if you have a song, same key, same tempo, maybe one in a hundred, it's actually going to sound good enough that it's, it can sound like an actual song. And that's, there, there's just that thing that you hear where it's like, okay, this sounds like it, it could be an actual song. Like it was recorded this way. It, it should have been recorded this way, you know, or it could have been recorded this way. And that's, to me, that's how I know, okay, this is, this is awesome. I'm going to put this together. I'm going to, I'm going to make this one work. You know, do you have like a, like an endless graveyard of songs that didn't work? <laughs> there are some yeah i mean right now i'm looking for something um you know the song disco inferno by the tramps that that disco song you know and it's, it has some really good vocals to it but of course it's a disco song so it has that dance beat and i'm trying to find ones um like hard rock songs that would sound really good with it yeah and i i found a couple that are like really close like maybe the verse sounds really good But then the chorus comes, and I'm like, ah, I can't. I'd have to change the rhythm of the vocal part yeah. to make it work. And then when, when you start changing rhythms or changing pitches, it, it starts to destroy the integrity of one of the songs. Yeah. You know, well, now it doesn't sound like that song anymore because you had to change it to match this song. And so I, I try as much as possible to avoid doing that so that, that both of the songs sound as intact as possible. And where do you okay so now do you isolate the the vocals from the instrumentals yourself or do you look for i don't like the the, the best thing that i found is um searching youtube that's where i can <laughs> find the most you know stuff that, that's already isolated mm-hmm. there are people who have channels that are dedicated to, to nothing but that you know just vocal tracks that are isolated or instrumental tracks with the vocals removed And there's a few that are really good. And, and there's, there's one guy in particular who's, who's got just a ton of them. And he started doing some on his own as well, using filtering software where he, he does better than I can do. I, I do have some software that can do it. Yeah. And I found um, other 
platforms online that can kind of do it, that can isolate things, but yeah. it's never as clean as what you would hope for, you know, like as, as something that comes right from the studio. Yeah, yeah. So pretty much everything I use, I find, and I guess the, the stuff that I find on YouTube somehow arrives there from you know, the master tapes at a recording studio and how they get on there. I don't know, but you know, it's once you find them, it's easy enough just to download them, convert them to MP3s and then just start mixing stuff together. It's funny because that's pretty much how we do our thing. We we play a lot of like sound clips. We play a lot of like sound effects, um, drops, things like that, jingles, and just our whole new segment is just a bunch of clips we download from YouTube, edit, and then just yeah. play as news. Like, so that's uh, <laughs> pretty great. That that's like it's it's pretty amazing how accessible like the internet makes just certain mediums of art you know um, it like does graphic yeah. arts if you know some basic graphic arts um you'll find so much stuff online that you could just use to do what you need to um with yeah. music it seems to be the same way and it's it's pretty amazing it's pretty cool it is and it's, i mean every once in a while i'll run in with a problem when i go to post something because of copyright reasons um sometimes videos will be blocked either worldwide or in certain countries because of the the copyright laws you know you can't can't play them on youtube and in, in, in this country or that country or, or wherever um which really sucks to spend that much time i mean it's it's hours and hours of work yeah. to make one video you know and to have it blocked or in, in worst cases that it's taken down in fact just a few days ago i had one taken down it was the very first one i ever did it was steely dan and motley crew and it was it was cool. it wasn't my favorite by any means but i've had a lot of people since tell me that it was their favorite you know and yeah. it sucks it was taken down and everything and you know on youtube you get the copyright strike if they take one down and if you if you receive three copyright strikes within 90 days then they delete your account you're done yeah. so you know. and that was one of the things i wanted to get into with you because i i saw on i believe your facebook you make mention or that of that um and you were talking about exactly that how you you got a copyright strike and you yeah. were pretty much before for yeah for a tiny clip in one of the videos you made pretty much right it was yeah because you, you can you they send you an email and then you there's a link that you can click on to read all the details of the claim and figure out exactly what it was. And I found that, that either with copyright strikes or with videos that are blocked that more often than not, it's because of a video issue because you use part of a video that was copyrighted, not the audio. Like it usually the audio goes on without any kind of problem, but it was, uh, it was, yeah, it was a clip from one of the videos. I don't know exactly where it was, but it, and I found that if you use one clip for too long, like, yeah. I don't exactly say that it's like more than 10 seconds of that clip, then you have a better chance of it being blocked. So I, yeah. since then, videos that I do now, I, I try to go back and forth between this song and that song, video wise, to make yeah. sure that that doesn't happen. Yeah. You know, oftentimes to get away with that, you have to reverse the video, like from one side to the other, and then uh, yeah. either add some grain or do a color change. And then you get away with it. I'll have to look into that too. 
anything yeah. can help. Yeah, yeah, that's why they they post they they post entire movies on YouTube sometimes, and it'll ju- the movie will just occupy like yeah. the bottom quarter of the screen, and then they I've have like that. a moving background, and then that keeps because it's all done auto- it's all automated, so it's just matching pictures to whatever you're uploading, and so yeah. the longer that it plays for, the more it matches their you know their database, and then it, it hits like it you know you get you get checked. Um, same, same with the music, like how on uh, Shazam, which is one of my favorite apps ever, uh, you mm-hmm. you listen to a song. Sometimes the song takes longer. Sometimes it's instantly just boom recognizes it, and it's usually yeah. that same thing. It's just matching. You know, it needs a longer chunk of the media to match it. But man, gotcha. that fucking sucks because I did see that, and I know you made a, a backup channel too, right? I did, yeah, and that that was really my whole purpose of posting on Facebook, you know, I don't want to be like, Ooh, I'm going to get a copyright strike, you know, feel bad for me. <laughs> I just I want to be like, just know, let people know, since I have a lot of people that follow me, um, that this potentially could happen at any time, really. So I was like, here's my backup channel. Just go ahead and subscribe to that. And I'm not going to put anything on that backup channel unless the current one is deleted you know so but I, I checked it the other day and there's like five thousand people who subscribe to the backup one so far so at least that's a, a start yeah and i mean you <laughs> on your regular channel you have how many people follow you um hundred and forty thousand, hundred forty two thousand, something that's... like that which is really cool you know and it's <laughs> yeah. it's really it's grown a lot even over the past year around this time like last summer i think i was around 60,000, hmm. you know, so I've more than doubled that over the, the year. Yeah, I actually watched uh, the video you posted, the behind the scenes of uh, um, the Slayer song with yeah. uh, oh, B-52. Yeah. And uh, so, so I got to, I actually got to see some of how you, you do your process and how you, you actually don't just take two songs and put them together. I mean, you know, you obviously sometimes change tempos and like make it match and like, but you also take. I saw you take like two guitar solos from two different songs and put them at the end of, oh. of that song. Oh yeah, that was the other play one, the Slayer and Wham one. Wham, like, yeah, I did. Yeah. There were two different behind the scenes videos I did, and it both okay. were Slayer for some reason. But um, yeah, and I find that is a cool thing to do just for the element of surprise. You know, you don't, you don't see something like that coming. Cause you, know, once you hear both songs in the mashup, you know, you know, this song, you know, this song, you kind of have an idea what the flow is going to be at that point. But then you throw in something random like that, some guitar solo that's of course in the same key, same tempo. It's like, Oh, that's cool. You know, <laughs> where did that yeah. come from? I wasn't expecting that. So I thought, you know, just a, a, for a, an element of surprise thing, that's kind of a fun thing to do. Well, and it worked really, really well though in that song because it actually, you know, that that's where I saw you talking about kind of the music theory aspect of it, and you know, the first solo you I think slowed down a little bit. The second one you like sped up to match the beat. And, exactly. Uh, they were in yeah. different styles, but they were in similar like progressions, I guess. And, uh, exactly. It's, so that that that's the aspect of it that I think it's fucking pretty badass because it's not just all right, put these two things together, slow them down, then now they go together like they're on tempo, so that's it. Which a lot of right. mashups kind of are. 
um and you you i know by sheer luck sometimes kind of like put two things together and they just just perfectly fall in yeah um, which is probably the universe it's the universe speaking man oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh and sometimes you like really kind of you know you're you're working with like nine different tracks and you're like chopping stuff up and changing each one individually which i know right. i know what it's like i've i've made music like that before and it's it, you have to really like doing it because it's probably fucking like one of the most boring things you could do if if you don't really like doing that stuff that's the thing yeah i mean i i think that anybody I don't know. But most people who are musically inclined, I mean, they're going to have an idea of what things would go together. And I feel like people would be able to do what I do. They just don't want to. You know, yeah. They're not going to spend time. Yeah. And that was part of it, too. Like, I had played guitar for so long, and it's like, this, it's just not doing it for me. I'm the, the kind of, like, I, I consider myself a musician, but at the same time, I've never had any aspirations to be a performer, to be in a band, to be right. gigging every weekend, that kind of a thing. I'm just not wired that way, you know, and I just, I, I needed something that I could just do on my own. And I'm not very good at collaborating with people. I, I have a, <laughs> an issue with, with control. Yeah. <laughs> I have to be a hundred percent in control. Um, have something sound exactly the way I want it to, to be, you know? So it's, for me, it's just, it's just what I like to do. I, I can do this all on my own. I put it together and that's and, and part of the fun too. Like you were saying how the, the different genres go together. Um, like, yeah, they're, they're completely different genres styles. They don't sound anything alike, but there's certain elements that, that transcend all genres, you know, the rhythms, um, the way phrases are constructed and the, the, you know, the way things can fit together that, that just transcends any kind of style or, or genre, which is, it's interesting to think that, but it's, you know, and you could, it's in plain view or you can, you can yeah. hear those things together when the, the mashups are, are put together. And that's, that's what I really like about it. Yeah. And so, so one of my favorite ones and, uh, one of the, the one that I actually asked, you know, for permission to use, which I, I found, you know, I was like, I probably, <laughs> to just do it for the sake of honesty, I probably would have used it anyway. <laughs> Cause I was like, you know, <laughs> this guy like, like, man, dude, is this just one of those like, like sampling or like, well, I mean, it is sampling literally, I think. Um, but is this one of those things that it's just out in the ether now? So it just kind of, like you take it from from just the the airways and you bring it in and you put it back out like like it it runs into some strange you know territory because like how do people can you monet do you do is your channel monetized can you monetize it no i i can't so i mean what i did just as a response there were people asking me a couple years ago you know how can i support this because I wasn't, I mean, I'm, I, I still am doing it for fun, you know, just, and for the people who enjoy it, you know, it's cause it, I, I really like doing it and, and people enjoy listening to them. So, I mean, that's the, the, the reason really why I do it because YouTube will never pay me anything. You know, the, the record companies, the artists own the rights to all those songs. Uh, but I, I did just as a response to people asking, I, I just set up a, a PayPal account with a link on every video so that if anybody wants to, you know, 
throw me a couple bucks. I appreciate it kind of thing. You know, you don't have to, but cause I'm going to make them anyway. But if you, you know, if you want to that, you know, absolutely. Um, and that's it. like, but you asking me if, if you could use one, I, I don't feel like I, I even have the right to say yes or no. Cause I don't <laughs> technically own it, you know, right. like I, I put it together, but I, I don't own any rights. So anytime anybody asks, I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that, that was something that I got really stuck on that whole notion. I'm like, man, is, is that a, like, I, I, is that a thing? Like, do you ask, should I ask? I mean, he just kind of made it from these two songs and, but anyway, so, so one of the, one of my favorite ones was the one that I asked you, uh, if we could use and I wanted to play a, a clip of that one because when I heard it, I was like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> like this one along with the Marilyn Manson one, which I'm also going to play a little clip of were we're kind of like, man, fucking yes. Of course, it's perfect. <laughs> I forget which one it was. Which one did you ask me for so again? So it's the Black Label Society and the Temptations. Uh, so oh, yeah, confusion. yeah. Um, so I'll Got play it. a little clip of that. Zach Wilde loved that one. He he posted it on his social media, I think, three separate times. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Because so, I remember people will tell me, like, they'll message me or they'll set, post something on my wall on Facebook saying, oh, you know, Zach Wilde just shared this video. <laughs> and he did it once. And then, a, you know, a month later, I heard more people saying, oh, Zach Wilde just shared this on his social media. And yeah. it happened, like, three times. He just kept sharing it. He loved it. Yeah. Which I thought that was sweet. That's that's so cool. There's, you know, like that's a song that I wouldn't mind playing in like just a normal everyday like scenario. Like if someone was over and music was just playing, like you know how sometimes you have those kind of like uh, what are they called? Those fucking um, guilty pleasure type things where it's like, all right, I'm not gonna play this in front of people because it's ridiculous <laughs> or like whatever. Yeah. But that song is fucking badass, and it's like. <laughs> that's so I, I would imagine i would imagine that's one of those songs that just kind of like 
as you were making it, I'm sure you were fucking just like probably laughing the whole time, just like like holy shit, it's just yeah. There's, I mean, there's somewhere I, I'm li- I'm I'm laughing, you know. <laughs> Usually that, that happens when I start to add the video, like with a dancing one that I just did, like <laughs> where um. You know, the part where uh, Donna Summer comes in and says, you know, do you have a dime? And then it does that close-up of, of Glenn Danzig's face. And he's like, yeah! You know? Yeah. Like, the way it looked and the way it went together, I just, I was laughing at that. It, I don't know. Like, these ideas just pop into my head. Like, you know, let's see if this will work. And and it was it was funny. But for that one, for the, the, uh, the Temptations and Black Label Society, I can remember putting that one together. I was in my, my classroom, you know, I'm a music teacher and I had a, a prep at that time. And I, I used to work on them all the time during, during my preps. Um, but just like playing on the speakers and just kind of walking around the room and just like, this is really cool. Like, I just, I love the way this one sounds, <laughs> you know? And it, sometimes I'm like, well, should I do these songs? Cause I, you know, more people are probably going to know the temptation song than the, the black label society song. I mean, I just, right. I, figured that but and I, I try to do two songs that are really well known and iconic if if possible because yeah. the most views with those and the most people will, will appreciate them yeah um, no, and, but, and it's, it's it just goes perfect like just the intro and then like the way they jump into the verse um yeah the the part where the guy is like the the beat goes on or the music goes on like oh. <laughs> yeah. with the low voice i'm like that whole song is just is is an amazing fucking just piece of, because I mean if when you really think about it in terms of mediums like, it's the same element that you know um, pop art uses you know, it's that same aspect of culture where it's like all right this already exists it's the Campbell soup, you know Andy Warhol painting you know like this is something that exists but you're making something completely different with it and That's I think true. It's, I think it's pretty amazing you know. That's and that's what I go for too is to to make something you know keeping the the two elements as much um, you know intact as possible but but creating something new out of it like you know I know this song but I don't know this song you know <laughs> kind yeah. of a and that, that's always my goal you know trying to make something that stands on its own and something that feels new out of familiar material yeah and I, and so so another one I wanted to play. Uh, is the one I mentioned earlier, the the Marilyn Manson Mariah, Mariah Carey one? Because <laughs> that was that was one of those perfect like, all right, they're complete polar opposites in almost every possible way that two things could be opposite from each other, and it, and it worked, and it worked in a really strange way, and I, it was very satisfying. <laughs> Beautiful of something free Hey, you 
Alright, so I I hope you know that that song is gonna get played yeah. in my, in my household. Per, per, I mean, as far as I could, as as long as I can play music out loud and and during the holidays. That's awesome. You know, funny thing about that one is I I was really close to not making it. Like I started to put it together one day, and it wasn't doing it for me because I I was trying to use the the verse of the beautiful people, which was kind of. You know, had that that whisper tone to it, and it just it was not working with the the verse part of the Mariah Carey song. But then I started. I was like, well, what if I take the chorus of Marilyn Manson and put that together with the verse of the Mariah Carey? Mm-hmm. And like, oh, well, that kind of works because you know he's singing one note. I had to, I had to drop the pitch of it uh, a whole step of the Marilyn Manson to, to make it fit the key. Mm-hmm. But it's that note fits every chord it is three different chords in the progression and that note fit every chord so okay well, that kind of works yeah. and then i kept going well, what if i take the drums from the beautiful people and just have that going throughout and then that's when i put that like okay all right this is cool like this yeah. that, that that was the final step where i was like that'll work yeah that song make- gives me like the warmest feeling in the world <laughs> <laughs> dude it's so and that, and that's what i think people because when it's done right, you're not going to notice because it's going to sound natural. And I think that's the part that people don't really notice, but it's what makes it fucking work, like work perfectly, you know. And that that one. Yeah, that, that that's a that's a special one. And that is I, I ain't even lying. Like I, I played it during Christmas a couple times because I showed it to different people. But uh, that'll be that'll be one of those songs that gets played. So, fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that makes another surge on YouTube. I mean, it still gets views, even though it's we're in July right now. I still check it. It's it's close to three million views on there, and that has more than any of my other videos. So I'm hoping to see another surge around the Christmas season. It, I think this is a good year to play something like that around Christmas time too. Yeah, no, so, that, it, it'll it'll get <laughs> it'll get it'll definitely get more views. Are you so? Do you do you? I mean, are you? anticipating making something else for christmas um that you're thinking about now or i've i've been thinking about it since january honestly like what (laughs) am i gonna do for next christmas i've tried some things here and there i don't know i would definitely like to yeah i never that's the only christmas one i've ever i would definitely like to make another one but i feel that it would be really hard to reach that same level (laughs) i mean that was just like kind of a lucky one that i i was able to find that worked well together and you know the mariah carey one that's probably the most famous maybe even the most hated christmas songs (laughs) that's played so that's why that's why i love putting marilyn manson to it because i'm like this is this is going to be funny yeah no i'm telling you the more the more you think about it the the better it is just the the whole like (laughs) complete opposites just working in a in a in a yeah in the best way that it could possibly work <laughs> yeah exactly um so man you know i, I really want to thank you for coming on uh like it's it's been great talking to you like i tell i like i tell everybody like that comes on um you know if, if you enjoyed it and like you'd be down we'd definitely like to have you back on eventually sure um, absolutely we were trying to have kind of like a just kind of like a, a rolodex of people that we could call on to when when we want to talk about a certain topic or just see what they've been up to if they do something interesting and you're you're always yeah. doing something interesting so it'd be cool to 
check in with you, see what's going on with you in the future. Um, Absolutely. And yeah, can you share share your social media and where we could find you? Sure. Um, my YouTube channel is the, the main thing. That's the main place that, that people would want to look. If you just look up my name, Bill McClintock, that's M-C-C-L-I-N-T-O-C-K, then you'll find my my YouTube channel there. And I, I have, or, yeah, YouTube. I, I have a Facebook mashup page, too. That's just uh, McClintock Mashups. You can find me there as well. And that's that's pretty much it. That's as, as far as the mashup stuff. That's Those are the two platforms I use. That's cool. Um so yeah, again, thanks a lot for coming on, man. Um, I have thanks, and, so the, the the track that I had on for for your your outro basically was actually the the mashup with you you know you named it and then I I'm like half illiterate. <laughs> Donzig. Donzig. <laughs> I'm like trying to read. I'm like having trouble. Like holy shit. Um, Bad mother, which I think. So you had you had this one and the one that we will play for you in the intro. Um, that you've done with Mother. The other one you used a uh, Mother instrumental and you laid another track on it. Um, yeah. Which was Papa was a Rolling Stone. And for mm -hmm. this one, you did uh, Danzig and is, is it Donna Summers? Am I? Donna Summer. Mm -hmm. All right, cool. Because <laughs> fuck that. You can't up. read. No, it's not on there. Listen, I'm just. Where is it? There you go. It's right there somewhere. No, I can't see it. I was guessing. Uh, you know that's that's before my time a little bit. <laughs> um, so yeah. it's actually Danzig Mother and Donna Summer, um, Bad Girls. Yeah, and it's a pretty fucking badass track too. So we'll we'll play you out with that. And again, thanks a lot for coming on, man. Um, yeah, thank you guys for thank we'll you. we'll hit you back up. And it's been great talking to you. Um, we'll talk to you again. Peace. All right. Thank you. is one of those fucking sorry I feel like dancing it's good right there that's the the synchronicity of the universe just working its way. Whoa. <laughs> Dude, that shit's fucking great. It's amazing. Yeah, for those out there, if you find that video, please. You say share right there or messenger. See that messenger button right there? Press that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. All right. So we're going to get... Um, we're going to get the, the infamous... Um, JC back on.
this is the just hell. <laughs> hey. JC. You're growing a beard? Yeah, it comes and goes. I'm not really good at trimming it or grooming it, so I just let it grow hobo style, and then when I get re- tired of it, I just, like, get rid of it and start a new. <laughs> Whoa. You should, you should do the little evil guy curl. Like that. <laughs> that'll, yeah, that'll be a good look, man. It would. Dude, so welcome back. It's Thank you. It's great to have you back on. It's been, uh, it's been too long. Uh, how have you been? Yeah, uh, I've been good. Um, just, uh, you know, uh, all things considered, uh, a lot of craziness happened, you know, with all the George Floyd and riots and all that. So, uh, I guess I was ready for the pandemic to be over so I could go out. And then it was like setting back into quarantine, like for another three months or so. And, uh, but it's getting better. Um, oh. I, I can't really complain. Yeah, that that's one of the things that I wanted to to get into. It's like, dude, when you were last on, the world was a different place. Uh, yeah. Even though it was different from, you know, even at that point, it was fucking horrible. But, uh, mm-hmm. that, yeah, you came on before the riots. You probably came on like a couple weeks before the riots or like a month. Yeah. <laughs> something. Yeah, something like that. Or even, even like a week or so. It was like really recent. Uh, somewhere I read that... Uh, the thing about 2020 is like every freaking week something else is going on. It's like uh, I remember being bored, just waiting for something to happen, and now it's like I'm just like, oh, now what? Yeah. It's like there's always like murder hornets. Uh, uh, well, the murder hornets <laughs> went away. Yeah, they. They, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, they come and go, but well, the thing <laughs> is that there's always something, right? It's really hard to keep track with all the apocalypses that are just like stacking yeah. up upon us <laughs> yeah it's it's it's, uh-huh. it's hilarious and it's terrible but all you could do is laugh because otherwise you'll just go crazy fucking <laughs> and uh yeah. we we pretty much i mean that it's it's you know what i'm noticing though it's we we are in perpetual centrist hell but it seems that there's a lot of calls to finally fucking chill the fuck out and meet somewhere in the middle like i see a lot more conversations about it now um even more so than and maybe yeah. i'm maybe i'm looking for it i don't know <laughs> it might be that but like it seems like a lot more people are like what the fuck's going on both sides are crazy yeah and we need to chill the fuck out yeah i know I, I, absolutely i think like uh i mean the more ideologues push harder uh for extremism and the, the more they uh, are trying to apply litmus tests of purity to see who will fall under a given box, the more people will say, you know what, uh, uh, I, I don't have to do this. Uh, I mean, I have my own opinion. And then and then there's, uh, well, I, I also noticed that Facebook and whatnot, there's like all kinds of groups, right? So finding like-minded people is not as hard as it used to be. Like, because if you were not based in an area that where people think like you, then you were pretty much screwed. And now like, okay, I, for example, I have myself that I have like libertarian tendencies or whatnot. It's really hard. Uh, it's not really hard. It's actually really easy to find groups and then, you know, to expand or even challenge your own preconceived notions. Yeah. And yeah, I mean like the more things go crazy, like, okay, let's not do that. Let's not do it. Like go that crazy. 
And uh, yeah, like certainly more conversation has sparked, but also there's has been more like passionate. So I'm not sure if I'm still trying to decide if the like passionate screaming is kind of like uh, muffling the civilized discussion for a matter of saying, or yeah, or if, if more civilized discussion is happening. I, uh, so yeah, it's. I think it's all. I think it's all part of a just a bigger motion you know kind of forward thing they're just all mm-hmm. byproducts and side effects of of everything i think that without the extreme craziness um we don't know where the middle is because that's how we get lost we 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 meet somewhere in the middle every eight years or so every 16 mm-hmm. years we we meet somewhere in the middle and then we kind of go back to the extremes and that's where we're at now and i think that there's just a lot of people seeing and it's it's hard to say that they're seeing through the bullshit because some of it is is real and it's there and it's being addressed now but it's being addressed mm-hmm. in a way that that is not a conversation but mm-hmm. it's noise and we got to figure out what's going on and i think that yep. that all of the movements in in of themselves have something that that's a part of them that that needed to be done that needed to be acknowledged like the George Floyd thing happened and that really was an undeniable it wasn't one of those situations where it's like oh well how about this or how about that no like you saw you saw what happened you saw this dude just straight up get pretty much murdered in front of everybody and mm-hmm. there there was not a single person and i look for it because i i yeah. speaking of facebook groups and all of that i follow it's really of groups. hard yeah, it's really hard that across the spectrum you see like all about everybody agreeing on a single subject, right? Yeah, and this, this was pretty much it. Like, like, oh no, shit, that should not ever happen, and that was horrible to watch. As uh, I think Joe Rogan put it as a murder porn, right? Uh, I yeah. think it, it yeah. Well, and, and, uh, and before it, we we keep going on, uh, I noticed that uh, last time uh, your audience, uh, I, I did not probably introduce myself, so I'll just give it a stab. Uh, I go by JC. Uh, my name is Juan Carlos Guerrero. Uh, just make it uh, simpler for everybody. <laughs> and I'm uh, what you would call an expat. Uh, I've been living in Chicago for seven years now, but I'm originally from uh, Chihuahua, Mexico. And oh, no, shit. we do not have like rabbit packs of Chihuahua roaming in the park. Oh. It would be like super awkward. <laughs> Imagine that you're like camping and they're like, <laughs> like holy shit. <laughs> no. The, you, know, not, well, you know, it's funny yeah. that... <laughs> We we talked about we talked we probably didn't talk very favorably about Chihuahua Mexico. <laughs> Actually, so I'm I'm glad you know if you I forgot what episode it was on. I I might have gone on a when on a, uh, on a rant about Chihuahua when I was talking about the uh, La Ley Seca. You were all like, okay. "What about Chihuahua?" Well, cause cause I thought that the Chihuahua dog uh-huh. is the worst. Mm-hmm. Like I, oh, yeah. I, I can't imagine a worse dog, and <laughs> I don't know which one came first, the town or the dog. And even still, what the fuck is up with the dog? Which do you? Yeah, well, which one is it? Can you, can you I mean, I'll, I'll I'll give it a stab to try to explain, oh, uh, and I'm most likely gonna butcher the the, the data. But, hey, that's what we're all about uh, here. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know, like the, the states have morphed and shifted a lot ever since their conception, right? So like what Chihuahua was back then, it included areas like New Mexico and Arizona. 
And uh, this dog, which was from European descent, I guess, uh, it was, uh, you could say, engineered there. <laughs> I mean, like, it was bred, and uh, sort of a matter of saying, and it got popularized. But it was more in that Arizonian kind of setting. And then, like, the borders keep shifting. I mean, Texas was, for the most part, was part of Chihuahua back then, before they decided to uh, go independent and whatnot. Uh, I also have a ties in Texas, so that's why I consider myself a Texican. Based. Um, uh, but yeah. So, uh, so I, I guess that's what it comes. And yeah, I agree. It's like uh, Chihuahuas are like like super nervous, like <laughs> <laughs> just like trying to like not wake they're anybody. They're shaking. At 3 a.m. And like, <laughs> yeah, they're all. They're either look. They're either yeah, just they're like, either always shaking, freaking out with their bulging eyes, or they're super aggressive assholes. And yeah. it's the worst. And it's like they're not, and they're, they're like not even aware of like their miniature size, right? Because they don't like pull punches here, oh. like I guess Rottweiler, so why not? Like, <laughs> anyways. Yeah. Well, goddamn it! I'm um, glad we got to the bottom of that. And and I'm sorry if, if <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry if I said anything disparaging about Chihuahua. I'm sure the people are uh, great. The dog is terrible. The cheese is great. So I mean, well, you got the cheese, the people, and Chihuahua the dog. is kind of like the Wisconsin of. Of Mexico, you know, we just have cows and cheese, and really? well, that's—I mean, what more could you want, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, like I remember this uh, uh, quote from Dogma movie when they cast the angels out of heaven, and like they send them to a place worse than hell itself, Wisconsin <laughs> or right, so, Chihuahua. Chihuahua is kind of like the Wisconsin of Mexico, <laughs> <laughs> dude. So. Anyways, have I don't you, speak Mexican. Yeah, no, I, I do. Actually, I do. Did I say I don't speak Mexican? I don't speak Mexican. I speak Mexican. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I do. I, I've yeah. been I've been around long enough to know know the difference. Not that I couldn't name the, the different dialects, but I know when I'm talking to a country person or a city nope. person. You know, I know. Dude, there's I like know the so slang. much slang. Yeah, there's a lot of slang. I mean, there's so much slang that it, it it's for all intended purposes a, a different language. It's not just accent. Like for example, when I meet like uh, Hispanic and like oh uh, this is Roberto, I would start off with what I called my Televisa español, like oh muy buenas tardes, cómo está usted, <laughs> and then somebody says like oh he's from Mexico. Like, parte de Mexico, eh? I started like, <laughs> yeah. like morphing in, and then, oh no, like he's from Chihuahua. Like, parte Chihuahua, Wait, so the people <laughs> so talk I, like, I go like, yeah, the people talk. All right, so what if, did the dog just pick up the accent too? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Dude, that's wild. That's so funny. All right, anyway, I I get it. I I do code switching in Spanish. Um. When I speak to Mexican people, I speak kind of Mexican, like more. And when I speak to Puerto Rican people that are, they just speak that native Puerto Rican, I speak like they do. And then, mm-hmm. and they're opposites. They're like, there is almost a difference. In English, it'd be terrible because it'd be like me switching from professional or from, from regular English to like just doing like Ebonics, real hard switch. Yeah. So uh, sometimes yeah. I feel bad, but sometimes I'm like, you know, s- Mexican people won't understand me if I'm just talking in my native Spanish. <laughs> mm-hmm. And fucking, you know, Puerto Rican people are just going to be like, why do you talk like that? What the fuck's wrong with you? So, you know. Yeah. 
I remember uh, in the office, like sitting aside, like some Spaniards, and you could say people from Spain have like the most proper Spanish, and they use really little slang to their credit. I mean, it's uh, a lot of just like uh, proper Spanish for a matter yeah. of saying with a very thick accent. And then they say, "Hey, you speak Spanish? Can you translate that?" I hear the words they're saying, but the way they're stringing them make no sense to me. So, yeah, they they would have to explain what. Yeah, it's it's funny because it's well, it's funny because to white people, it's just Spanish. It's just a foreign, it's yeah. a foreign, it's a foreign language they don't really understand. I met, I I know this old white dude who who was like, oh no, I speak Spanish, and he started talking to me in Puerto Rican Spanish. I was shocked. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck, this guy? He snapped. I was like, damn, that's amazing. Anyway, so I mean. We we were we were at like half hour ago. We were talking about George Floyd and all the riots. Like, how do you feel about this this mm -hmm. police abolishment, police reform? Like, how do you see well, that? Well, I, I think that's where uh, we were talking about uh, sensical versus crazy talk, right? Uh, so I guess I mean like everybody was in agreement that that event should have never happened, and it's a symptom of. Uh, uh, police that needs to be reformed or revamped at some shape of capacity. Uh, so I remember having a disagreement way back before the George Floyd, uh, back in the previous iteration. Uh, and I say like, uh, I, I remember back then I was like saying things like, Oh, you know, like I like a lot of the message that like white matter brings into the top, uh, into the table. I just can't like subscribe with, uh, like the violent, uh, presentations that they're doing or on whatnot. Uh, and I mean, it, it, it really doesn't, it, it didn't really help to their credit when they were uh, like the same leadership was not, uh, not only, uh, not condemning, uh, those kind of like, uh, uh, uh yeah, ways of, uh, presenting themselves, but also they were kind of like encouraging, like, well, I mean, you, you can't really know, the internal struggles they had. So, I mean, they can go out outside and burn cars and then hit people with a bat or something like that because they're, uh, have certain struggles. So I remember I had a lot of trouble with that. One thing that I did like about this, uh, iteration in contrast is that, uh, the same movement, like starting calling out like, Hey, no, we're trying to send a message. We're trying to just protest here peacefully. We're not going to attack this building. And there was a lot of videos, of uh, basically uh, black people, uh, they were just like filming themselves and like, hey, no, no, they're gonna think it's us, please stop doing that. And uh, I, I think to its credit, like it gave Black Lives Matter like a more uh, solidified persona. But at the same time, it did show that some uh, Antifa-like elements were infiltrated the ranks with uh, I followed this uh, underground reporter, uh, the, uh, Tim Pool, and he was being uh, basically giving the warnings like the red scarves are coming, the red scarves are coming, just <laughs> because ever since the Milo Yiannopoulos event of the university and how Antifa operates and all that, when we started like seeing in this kind of like demonstration, it was clear that, I mean, even if you couldn't say it was anti because it's not like they're an organization, right? It's like anonymous. It's just like group of people agreeing to a certain degree. But I mean, you can see the same MO and like, for example, the McKinsey's thing that happened in 
San Antonio, no, uh, St. Louis. Uh, I mean, there was kind of like a demonstration that it was more about like their kind of ideology they have, there, which is more like eat the rich, down with the system, yeah. uh, down with the capitalism kind of thing. So uh, I, I just like that that conversation was uh, rekindled, re-sparked, and uh, I like that people are trying to uh, identify these factions within the movement. Uh, so I think that was really good. Um, yeah, I mean, like, and, and it was also that to be what you were saying, like the fact that everybody from the left to the right could see that same video and say, yeah, that was categorically wrong. They shouldn't have have happened. There was not, not like trying to, uh, well, I wouldn't say everybody because there were still some people making fun of it or whatnot, but oh um, yeah, the memes for the most part, <laughs> the memes are going to yeah. happen no matter what. Yeah. No, 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 no I'm not talking about means. I'm talking like there were, there were like people, uh, they were like emulating the scene, right? Like, so one was yeah, put yeah, in the ground yeah. and the other yeah, one there was, was kids. Uh, kind of like taking. There was a bunch of white yeah, kids I mean, like, from like the middle of nowhere fucking redoing the thing. But that, that, that was, yeah. that's a meme. I mean, you know, that, because that's what it becomes. Everything well, that, everything yeah. that happens is going to get <laughs> filtered through that, through that aspect of our culture. That's, that's what it is now, you know, like. <laughs> They they saw that image itself became something more than just what it was at face value, and now kids are replicating it. And mm -hmm. dude, that shit's it's, it is kind of crazy how things like that happen. But um, everyone everyone had kind of the same opinion about it, and uh, it's it's one of those it's it's sparking a lot of change in a lot of places. Some of it good, some of it bad. Um, you know, because there's mm -hmm. some people that want to completely abolish the police, which is like a ridiculous notion. Um, then there's some people that just want kind of police reform. Um, and they're trying to figure out like how we could do things differently, which I think is a fair way to go about it. Um, and there's people that are just yeah, completely like anti all of it and are just completely pro police, which I think is kind of ridiculous. So, that's right! Yeah. <laughs> Going back to Chihuahua, like, what are the. the things that they did uh, a long time ago, which did, uh, because we started having like problems of uh, corrupt police and whatnot, similar to what Chicago faced. And at, at some stage, what they did is like, okay, we're going to split what it's the transit police from the enforcing police, right? Mm -hmm. And so basically, a police officer could not stop you for a headlight and then, you know, cough you for something else. Uh, so it, it did serve a lot of, uh, because that's at the end, uh, what you want, right? Like you want, uh, police or, or any kind of officer or representative to have as little power as possible. So even if it gets high on power and corrupted, it cannot do a lot of damage. Right. And so, so I guess like if we talk about reforms like that, it makes sense. Uh, one of the things that I, that I've been telling people is like, From my understanding, Mexico, a lot of the times, does that where they take police departments and they, like, disband them, relabel them, give them new uniforms and kind of rehire everybody. And everyone's just like, oh, wow, cool. And just they move forward. <laughs> they move forward and then, and then it happens all over again and they just keep rebranding the police under different titles, different uniforms every couple of years. I'm like, is that what's going to start happening here? And are you familiar with that? 
Yeah, well, I mean, I, I wouldn't make too many analogs uh, just because, like, uh, Mexico has a strong drug cartel yeah. problem, right? Uh, actually, when I came to the U.S., it's really because I was trying to get away from the whole uh, narc war. I mean, like, it bursted in uh, my hometown. And, I mean, yeah, like, it got to a point that even within the force, uh, it, it was kind of like Gotham, right? Like, they didn't know, like, if a police officer was working either for the Penguin or the Joker or something like that. Yeah. It was like, where are you with La Linea or El Chapo or uh, you know, El Señor de las Metanfetaminas de uh, Guadalajara or things like that. And, I mean, it, it was crazy. So, uh, yeah, like, the, the only thing that they thought about is just like, okay, let's just get rid of all of them and then redo them and like start over and over and then and see if that helps in any uh, yeah. yeah shape or capacity but i mean like the whole thing uh like i've uh, i watched uh narcos mexico on, on netflix i usually don't endorse kind of like uh the whole narco culture kind of thing yeah. but that kind of like it paints a really uh interesting picture on you know how the corruption and the cartels would get involved all the way, you know, very high positions of offices. So, what you, what you uh, say? I, I wouldn't make too many analogs here, right? Because it's it's a different kind of beast. But yeah, well, I mean, not not the entire practice of it, but just the idea of rebranding something because mm -hmm. of you know just public perception, you know, which is which is kind of what I was talking about, like. Not not so much what the police does and how it functions within the society, but just telling the society like, oh no, it's no longer the police. It's now the community, whatever the fuck they decide to name it. And they have fucking shorts. They wear shorts and they're, you know, bright colors now and they talk to people and I don't know, like whatever the fuck people want. And they all talk like Steve Irwin to <laughs> make people happy. Yeah, a bunch like, of Australians in pink shorts. Um, but no, so... It was just kind of like an idea I had because a lot of it seems to be people calling for that, people calling to to get rid of the police department that they have and replace it with some kind of community, blah, 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 where there will still be people who are armed to investigate things and things like that. It's just like, well, what the fuck? That's just the police. Like, yeah. I, I mean, at, at that point, it's just the band-aid, right? Like, uh, you would have <laughs> yeah. to, uh, I mean, uh, an analyze, like, root cause analysis. Uh, I it would make more sense to have uh, like revisited uh, um, qualified immunity, for example. Yeah. Um, or, I mean, the, the amount of money that uh, the police uh, departments got and to the point that they were basically uh, militarized and like small guerrilla kind of yeah. uh, units. Like, and for example, here in Chicago, it's going to even be a hard sell to say, you know, like, okay, I know, there's like a east versus south kind of war going on, but we we need police officers to not have AK-47 anymore, so we just want you to have handguns because that yeah. makes the citizenry unrest, right? Okay. It's going to be really hard. Um, <laughs> I would vote against that <laughs> shit. The cops, yeah, I mean, dude, so, these dudes got like I've, Call of Duty guns now. Like, yeah, well, I mean, so I mean, so I mean, there has to be a plan and there has to be faith. It it can't be, and I, I guess. The problem that politicians certainly have is that they want to do things uh, within their uh, cycle of being elected, so they, you know, they get credit yeah. for it and not like the opposite party or, or whatnot. So they're like always rushing these prescriptions. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, like I don't think 
defunding the police. I mean, like even the, uh, well, the story of uh, the chess, right? It's, uh, I think it's a cautionary tale because even then, uh, like they, they, they were branding themselves as chess because they were like an autonomous zone. But then they soon realized like, no, we don't want to be divorced from United States because what if we need assistance or something like that? <laughs> yeah. So then they changed to Chad, which sounds very <laughs> uh, interesting. Uh, <laughs> uh, but then it's like, and people were not going in and uh, like, well, police officers and whatnot. And then just like scra- uh, crime skyrocket, uh, like to fi- uh, 500 uh, per 10,000 people or something like that. We're, <laughs> in the same ratio of the, I don't know, 200 people that were kumbayaing inside the zone. Yeah, no, uh, I thought yeah, it no, was like, just a big, I thought it was a big love fest. I thought everyone was happy. Well, so I had been monitoring uh, uh, the chans at that time, and actually people were putting up flyers around Oregon basically saying, hey, if you're homeless and hungry, free clothes, free food, come to Chaz. So they yeah. were putting it all by the shelters to get uh, more homeless people into the fucking uh, encampment. And that's what, uh, mm-hmm. what, so in one of the episodes, so we, 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 uh, we, we, we were kind of visiting Chaz as a topic, uh, every other mm-hmm. week on the show. So we were keeping a close watch on it too. And it was, uh, kind of hilarious, but yeah. it was towards the end. One of the, the, we, we played a rant where one of the guys pretty much said that, like, it's a bunch of homeless people that everyone got to go over there. So they could just squat there and like kind of make it seem like there was a movement, just numbers. And the whole thing, yeah, it was kind of ridiculous. They tried to, they just had people, whoever had a gun and was willing to kind of team up with them. They had them running around. There was a rapper giving people guns so they could be like community security. It was fucking mm-hmm. insane. <laughs> yeah. Have you watched yeah. any of those videos? Yeah, of, uh, a bunch yeah, yeah. Of, videos. of what it's like to live in Chaz? Yeah, well, was, uh, this guy that uh, self-proclaimed like the protector, he had like a rapper name or something like that, and he was like... Oh, you're talking about Simone? Ross yeah. Simone? <laughs> Ross Simone, yeah. And, uh, yeah, no, it, it was... Well, the, the, the moment they started like segregating the land crops, kind of like uh, doing <laughs> some sort of... No, that is progressive. Uh, affirmative that's, action or retribution uh, or something along yeah, those they, lines. They started giving every white person had to give every black person their uh ten dollars, yeah. and uh, they segregated mm-hmm. the gardens in the name of progress. It's great. <laughs> it's fucking great. I always like that they call on all white people. Hey guys, you guys got to come to the front, or you got to come deal with the police. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the yeah, whole thing. I, I, like I wonder if they would do like in, in Disney. You know, like you have like you have to be this tall to get into you gotta be this black you have to be this white and then somebody with a swap actually check yeah like what and like you're trying to go into nightclub and like you know those sneakers are you're not gonna cut it you can't wear the cap you know what that skin color is not gonna work so we should make you know how in home depot they have those those uh paint samples or like yeah it's like a little rolodex of fucking different paint colors Uh we should make one of those Uh with our brand almost positive okay and your privilege level Oh, like if you're shit. this shade, you have this much privilege. If you're this shade, you have this much privilege. Why but. are you the one you are? <laughs> we should do that. That'll be a good thing. Because it seems it seems like that seems to be the argument in a lot of places. Like yeah. no, it's basically shade. Like now you have more white privilege, but you don't have as much white privilege as like blue eyed blonde hair, 
but you mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. still like 60% of the white privilege. Yeah, if you got brown hair and you're white complected, you might pass a little more than uh yeah. than somebody who's blonde and blue-eyed. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's 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 kind of interesting how how people have broken it down to just literally just color, which kind of makes me feel like we went backwards, but apparently we we're, we're moving forward and that's what it looks like. Wait, I got privileges? <laughs> Yeah, well, and then going back to the George Floyd specifically, so one of the things that I uh, was uh, doing some research is that uh, they were pushing to, uh, well, because the police officers were charged, right? Like, I think the main one was like uh, Chauvin. Uh, I got yeah, that right here. Chauvin, secondary yeah. murder at this point. Yeah, so it was uh, like raised to from third degree to second degree murder. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, uh, Ben Shapiro was doing this analysis of the problem is that if you, I, I think they were trying to treat it like more seriously, like, uh, you know, he really needed uh, to like kill somebody. So, I mean, he should get like a more severe punishment, like yeah. even third degree, uh, I mean, we would give him, well, place him like, I don't know, like uh, 35 to 50 well, years in prison or something third, like that. So third, somebody. Third degree would have been kind of like he... M- the, the 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 whole thing happened and it was kind of beyond his control and it was a malicious intent. I think like second mm-hmm. degree is more of a you you persisted knowing the peril that the person was in after you already your the danger to mm-hmm. you wasn't imminent and then first degree is just you plotted it and then you executed. So yeah, and, and the other thing that is interesting is that third degree murder only exists in three states in the, in the entirety of the United States. One of this uh, being uh, uh, Minneapolis, so uh, I, I'm not sure if, if part of trying to bump it was uh, as a matter of getting like national consensus in, in case it got uh, trialed in a different court or something like that. Well, dude, uh, they're they're gonna make an they have to make an example of him because if they don't, oh yeah, for this sure, shit's gonna start all over. <laughs> There'll be a second wave of the yeah. fucking riots. Now they're still going to be mm-hmm. waiting out there, ready to bum rush fucking Nike stores just because whatever verdict comes out. <laughs> yeah, no, they're they're going to seek justice at Nike at the Nike what? store. What? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, it's a crazy situation. But you know, I I liken it to like just all the other movements that are going on right now, like the Me Too movement and like all of that. It's some sometimes people come at it at it from an extreme. But it's a conversation that kind of needed to be had, and a lot of motherfuckers didn't really want to have it. And now mm-hmm. they can't turn away. And now we got fucking people rioting. We got chicks with hairy armpits throwing things at rock at cops and like dyeing their armpit hair green uh-huh. and like yelling uh-huh. and throwing blood at people. Uh-huh. And it's not good, you know. It's crazy. But if motherfuckers would have listened earlier. Like Marilyn Manson told uh, that reporter from where whatever channel he was from, like, uh-huh. what would you what would uh, you have told? The, yeah, what would you have told the the Columbine kids? Like, I would have said shit. I would have listened to them, and and just hear out what they had to say. That, that dude, <laughs> that dude did not expect to hear that shit. They caught him by surprise, but that's what it is. It's like you know, we need to figure out how mm-hmm. we're gonna take everyone into account. You know, maybe some people more than others. Maybe some people need to go into psych wards and some people God need to bless America. Need to be kept on islands. We need to throw all the pedophiles on an island. Fuck yeah. 
Yeah. Get get you know take care of the homeless people and put them where they belong and and just. But so they know. already gather in an island, right? So uh, there is a pedophile I, island. I heard. I, I heard that uh, was it that Giselle uh, got suddenly probably uh, in, uh, in turn because of COVID concerns or something like that. Well, they're gonna move her. Wink, wink. Yeah, that's what I heard. Oh, Maxwell. Yeah, I did read that article. Yeah, what? They're they're moving her because of COVID concerns? Yeah, you know, they're going to put her in a nice spot where the cameras are out and, you know, she's got enough room to do the backflip off the fucking bunk. <laughs> and fall on her head and break her neck. Well, no, no, what he, what supposedly fucking uh, Epstein did was he did the backflip with the rope so that when he, you know, when he hits, the rope is, like, tight enough so that it basically fucking severed his neck. his neck. That's cool, man. Can you imagine fucking that up, though? To where, like, you you try you try to do your stupid-ass backflip on a noose, uh-huh. and you fucking end up just paralyzed from the neck down. <laughs> but, but just think think of it. I mean, like, I mean, that's a stunt by itself, right? So imagine that you're trying to practice that mm-hmm. in the cell without making a noise. So the police officer, yeah. <laughs> the guard doesn't come in. Like, hey, what are you doing inside? And they're just trying to, like, Spider-Man style. Like, yeah, you got to have the grace. Backflips, and then, like, okay, I nail it. I, I get this step. And then because, I mean... I just, basically only one chance to, to be a ninja. Right? You'd have to be a ninja. Yeah, no, I just find it weird that they supplied him with like 26 jumpsuits just to be like, all right, don't hang yourself with these. All right, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I don't know, but she, they're, they, they have her in like paper uh, clothing. Based. Yeah, so they're not even gi- giving her like, like fabric clothing to put smash, on. Smash, smash, smash. <laughs> She's old, bro. She's like 56. Beta. <laughs> you like old ladies? <laughs> You're just gonna. All right, this guy's having like a one of those moments where he only speaks through the box. So yeah, you know we're we're that's part of our thing. We're trying to defund the pedophiles here on Almost Positive. Yeah, we're gonna dedicate an entire show to hunting down the pedophiles and exposing them. Yeah. Tune in. There, there's a lot, and that's another one of those things that I think that people are starting to. To really like be like, what the fuck is going on? Because it's one of those like it like the, the they made a whole documentary about fucking Epstein, and mm-hmm. they they said things like, oh yeah, his his buddy sent him a twelve year old girl to have fun with on his birthday. It's like who the fuck was his buddy? And they make mm-hmm. like they they say it in passing like it's just a normal thing. Yeah, like oh we're talking about Epstein, but never mind that we just told you uh, another person flew. A twelve-year-old yeah. girl to George to this dude's fucking. Like, Clearly, what? something's going on, but it's like, the fuck is going on? Like, what is going on? Like, what the fuck? And then they just they go over that like it's just in passing. Like, all right, uh, so. it's kind of like that Lion King. Like, whoa, 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 wait a second. You know her. She knows you, <laughs> and she wants to eat him. And everybody's okay with it. You know, I miss something. <laughs> yeah, it really is like fucking like what's going on, guys? But I don't know. It's it's um. Uh, We'll see what happens. These guys have th- these guys place bets that she's gonna kill herself. What the week of the trial? Uh, I have three weeks. I'm looking at our almost positive chalkboard. I got three weeks. Uh, Hiro has uh, as soon as the trial starts, and Carlos has the night before the trial starts. So he undercut Hiro a little bit, and then you have she's gonna alive. And she's that's just all gonna said. live. She's, she's gonna, gonna live. live. She's gonna tell on a few people and walk off. Okay, so you think she's gonna be alive and she's gonna make a deal to yeah. go free? Yeah. Okay. She's right. gonna take what, off. You know what you got, JC? 
Yeah, what's your bet? Do you think she's uh, going to die? Maybe what do you think is going to happen? No, it's going to be some days within the trial. I mean, trials are slow. and So mid-trial? Uh, yeah, I mean, something like uh, there's going to be a hearing, something she's going to show up, and uh, she's going to delay or something like that, and then life will happen. She's going to suicide herself? Oh, I'll put it on the board. <laughs> JC has... So, right, how, how does right. it work? Is it like a blackjack if, if I... You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. a little the, bit ahead, or whoever is closer. Whoever's closest, you... we'll go to that. Whoever's oh, okay. closest. I've never bet on nothing in my entire <laughs> life. In my thirty years of life, I've never bet on shit. I don't know how betting works. Uh-huh. Uh, I just not uh, even funny money. No type of no type of money, funny, none of it. <laughs> yeah, so I I was just like, I think she's gonna be alive and um, walk off. With a decent, you know, like house arrest or some shit. She's gonna tell on a few people. She's gonna tell on a few perverts that we already know are perverts, and then that'll be that. I really hate to. Yeah, put a Be the on party it. pooper. Yeah, yeah. pooper. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking um. Anyway, so so what? What do we what do we got going on? Um. Do you do you have what do you want to do, JC? Do you want to stand for the news? You gotta go. What do you got going on? I got time. You got All right. time. We can introduce him yeah. to uh, to our newest segment, India or Mexico. Oh yeah, dude, dude. Okay, so when I tell you, I'm gonna love this segment <laughs> right out of the bat. Do you do you think there's any similarities? Oh yeah, I mean, like I worked for Tata Consultancy Services for some years, and uh, I quickly started to realize why the Spanish mistaking the native Mexicans for the native Indians when they first arrived. I mean, there's <laughs> wow. there was. So, okay, a story time. There was this uh, guy from India uh, just uh, uh, flew in and uh, adjusting into Guadalajara City, right? There's a, a lot uh, growing uh, Indian settlement. And then like, you know, some Indians, you look at them and so people from India, I'm doing the, uh, I have this campaign of calling them Indians just because they had no bearing in what was happening on this side of the continent and they don't have the fault that they're, country name was the Sahel, so like just calling them Hindi, like mm-hmm. the uh, language or Hindu, like the religion. I always mix them up. I'm surely a butcher that, but anyways, <laughs> I, it doesn't seem fair. So uh, Indians or people from India, no, uh, with all the respect in the world. Anyway, this guy, he looked very Mexican, you know, like, but Mexican as fuck, you know, like short. Uh, and even he even had like the spiky hair. And, <laughs> and so... And he was frustrated that, uh, like, everybody was in Guadalajara City, right? Like, ¿Qué onda, carnalito? ¿Vas a caer un taquito de lengua? He was like, no, I'm from India. And he was, like, really <laughs> kind of, like, concerned. And I'm like, hey, well, so what's your name? What's beer? Oh, what's what does it mean? Uh, wisdom. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, interestingly, what beer sounds like once beer, which yeah. is not very wise. Uh-huh. No, what's beer? And then he just turned around and left. He didn't like me. <laughs> you can't I, tell. I had, a, story, but... I had a classmate whose name was Abir. Abir? Abir, yeah. A beer? Like a beer. A one single beer? Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if it was the same dude. <laughs> oh, man. That reminds me. I should go grab another can. Yeah, go get us more beer. But yeah, there are definitely similarities in the culture. But... Yeah, no, so we, uh, and as part of our tribute to uh, old school terrestrial radio, where they used to have a bit called Germany or Florida, 
where okay. they would they would read a news report and uh they would have the other hosts would have to guess where the story came from oh. germany or florida <laughs> and surprisingly Maybe. enough it was very challenging to figure out where the fuck these stories came from because it was like that really could be either germany or florida those weren't mm -hmm. sound effects oh. i i have one, one that I'll, I'll let you guys do i'm sorry for them all right for sure so we we this guy actually uh solicited a, a musical artist and and made us had a, made a song had them made a song Nah, we do big big pockets here. Yeah, high tech production. Whether it's thick mustaches or spicy foods, huh? contaminated water that tastes like poo. Huh? Build that wall or set that embargo. <laughs> Is it India or Mexico? <laughs> it's fucking terrible. Nah. It took me like uh, all the fucking like five minutes to come up with the lyrics. Yeah, it's very highbrow, you know, intellectual stuff. So go ahead. What's your what's your fucking story? All right. So I have the Festival of Exploding Hammers. There are no watermelons to smash, but participants take turns wielding exploding hammers. Gentlemen take turns strapping fireworks, fertilizer, and sulfur packs to hammers and smacking them on metal objects, often sending uh, both the hammer and and the hammer wielder flying. Police officers and medics patiently wait for the inevitable shrapnel wound, which is also dictates the festival's end. When too many get hurt, the party's over till next year. Is it India or Mexico? <laughs> there are no machetes in that story, so I'm gonna go with India. Yeah, I... I feel like uh, the fertile... The, I feel like Mexicans would just make a fuck straps of like C4 or like a piece of dynamite to the fucking hammer. They wouldn't have to make some kind of C4, you know, some fertilizer and whatever the fuck else these people are using over there in India. <laughs> <laughs> I think they would have, you know, so I, I think it is India. All right. Here's the answer, guys. Alright. So the answer was uh fucking uh Mexico. If you could oh, recognize really? the music. Which part of uh, <laughs> so where is this? In Oaxaca or let's see. Guerrero? The is that an insult? Fest was that a Mexican insult that, that flew over my head? I don't speak Mexican. Do do the people from Oaxaca or Guerrero do crazy shit like this? Uh well there's a lot of crazy going on in Guerrero, but <laughs> Okay. I, I but I've seen some hardcore ass Mexican like where they where they have like a three day party and they get into a, a big ass circle and they fight. They have like sort of fist fights. Then the ladies come in, then the kids come in, it's crazy. It's oh, cool. that's nice. Badass. Uh I actually found a video of it so we can actually watch it. Let me let me share my screen with you guys. The hammer, the exploding hammer. The exploding hammer <laughs> fucking That's pretty amazing. Alright, here we go. Do you have any data or do it's does, uh does it yeah let's see it is oh well that will narrow it down like to 300 locations san juan de la vega oh word that's where i'm going bitch oh are you gonna go to the exploding hammer yeah that's bucket? where they blew up a, a rehab center but anyway <laughs> Yeah, just motherfuckers are just hitting a hammer. 
and having shit explode in front of them. Oh, that's like a sledgehammer. Oh my oh, god. That's well, pretty badass. This, this reminds me of <laughs> when they pep like Animaniacs in Spanish. Es momento de otra buena idea, mala idea. Yeah, that's pretty good. Dude, that's great though. Exploding they, Hammer Festival? Yeah, so they, they have big ass sledgehammers. When does this happen? What time of year? Uh, let's see. Yeah, look that shit up, dude. You're so I'm going excited. in November. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm going in November. It's kind of a little bit mildly mind blowing that they have that there. Yeah. In the one place that I've decided that, you know, we're going to go. See, so that's interesting, and I haven't heard about this from from my girlfriend. She's Every February, oh, damn, and it's been uh, for over three hundred years. I was reading uh, mm-hmm. up on the legend, but it's basically like this minor rancher managed to fuck up some bandits who had taken some gold. So every year they kind of celebrate the uh, the victory of him fucking uh, fighting the bandits. It's like their version of John Henry. Dad. <laughs> what? It's like their version of John Henry. I guess. You don't know John Henry? I know the song. <sighs> How dare you. Alright, let me stop screen sharing. There you go. Yeah, we want to look at your pretty face. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, that's very interesting. I thought it would have been India. Legit. Because of the fertilizer part. But I guess it's just more affordable. That's what I do on India to Mexico. I try to stump everybody because that's what I do. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna ask about that when I go over there, man. Go ahead, dude. Maybe you'll meet some people who actually participated. Yeah. Maybe you'll get like people with the shrapnel wounds. How is that something? If I feel like I'm gonna ask Angie about that. How the fuck are you from this town and you've never told me about this? I she probably like, too embarrassed to bring it up. No, that'd be that'd be the first thing I told. If if that where I came plus? from, yeah. If if where I came from, they did that shit. If anyone ever asked me, that'd be the second thing I told them. I'd be like, I tell them where I'm from and what the fuck we do with sledgehammers and shit. Okay. <laughs> For real, dude. It's fucking know. badass. I don't know if anybody would find that fucking, you know, good. A few Mexican pieces of H. Yeah, dude. S- H, estimation points. Did you hear about the dude that, that wrote himself a racist letter and then turned himself or turned it in and he got caught? A racist ladder? What? What? Uh, there was this politician in Oregon who decided he was going to pull a Jesse Smollett and decided to mail okay. himself a letter. Basically, the most racist oh, fucking shit yeah. I have ever heard. <laughs> he wrote it himself okay. to himself. Yeah. And uh, I okay. managed to get like uh, Angel and uh, Carlos saying a couple of fucking uh, naughty things from it. Webback. <laughs> yeah, that was the only. So in the letter, when they reported it, they censored all the mild profanity except wetbag i was like what the fuck is that because you know fucking why why do they need to do that i don't know man i guess it's cool to say that shit yeah. anyway you don't know what the wetback is i know what a wetback is but i'm I'm asking why okay. they, they censored all the uh, profanity the except wetback <laughs> um the anyway is the mildest of the offenses <laughs> i i guess what like spick is is uh, where does spick come from do you guys know spick no. Uh, do you want us to do a quick uh, urban dictionary? No, I don't care. No, okay, ahead, you don't dude. care. But where's no. the news? Where's where's the news? Oh, from? do you want me to start the news? All right, here we go. Es la hora de las noticias, cabrones. En español, bro. En español for el señor JC. And me, man. What's my name? Angel. Oh man, it's fucked up. Anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so fucking um, you know, with more 
I don't know if this... So, a couple weeks ago, I saw this when it first transpired, you know, when, when all the corporate solidarity acts were happening. Uh, and I ignored it because who the fuck cares? But Based. I came back around and this this country group that I've never heard of, because it's garbage country, um, changed their name from Lady Antebellum to Lady A. Because, you know, they want, they're woke. They want to show people that they care. Mm. You know, they're helping move forward. Uh, and apparently... Because was like a old Aunt Jemima kind of name, or what's the... The Antebellum thing is, is from slavery days. Um, okay. And so now they changed their name to, instead of Lady Antebellum, they changed their name to Lady A. And they, they're apparently, we'll play the clip because it's kind of, you know, I, I, I'm just. You're butchering uh, it. Uh, yeah, I'm at a loss for words here. The fight over the stage name Lady A has now entered the courts. So when Lady Antebellum announced on June 11th that they would be dropping Antebellum from their name because of its ties to slavery and simply be known as Lady A, people were quick to point out that there is a blues singer, Anita White, that has been using Lady A as her stage name for more than 20 years. Initially, it looked like the band and singer were going to work it out. Um, Anita posted a screenshot of a Zoom call with the band on June 15th, saying they had a private conversation and we are all excited to move forward with positive solutions and common ground. Anita said the hurt is turning into hope. Yeah, well, the hope didn't last long. So the band has now filed a lawsuit laying claim to the name Lady A. Yeah, in a statement yesterday, the band says, Today we are sad to share that our sincere hope to join together with Anita White in unity and common purpose has ended. She and her team have demanded a $10 million payment, so reluctantly we have come to the conclusion that we need to ask a court to affirm our right to continue to use the name Lady A, a trademark we have held for many years. Yeah, now Anita hasn't responded to the lawsuit yet, but she did repost a fan's Instagram story on her own story that said, you finally realize your name is uh, racially problematic, so you shorten it. Then you sue the black woman that has been using that name for almost two decades. Yeah, um, they changed their name to be on the right side of the conversation, only to do something very antebellum. I mean, and not even antebellum, it's like probellum. Um, it seems very convenient. Uh, performative wokeness, performative anti-racist. That's a good clip right there. <laughs> Her last little bit at the end. Performative wokeness. Yeah, performative wokeness. That's what a lot of these protests are. A lot of these fucking corporate solidarities are. Well, <laughs> has there been a legit one? Has there been one that you were like, oh, thanks? Yeah, the civil rights era. <laughs> I'll go back to that. No, I'm saying like a good corporate solidarity move. Oh. From all the ones we've talked about. No, they all have a, a bottom line to meet and they all want to try to get, you know, as much capital as possible. And if they got a virtue signal to raise profits, then that's their prerogative. The only one I, I'll yeah. give a little bit of a, a nod to is oh. the ICP. Oh, yeah. Re-releasing their 1992 shirts where they denounced the Confederate flag. I think that was just them being like, hey, man, we were on this boat way before. Yeah, we were doing this shit in yeah. 1992. That's that's a smug type back of Back when life. it was cool. Yeah, back when it was cool. <laughs> before it was when cool. When cool was cool. Yeah, dude. When, when the cool kids would say cool. <laughs> it's almost like I could hear it now, you know. But anyway, so speaking, I guess it's almost a non, non-corporate solidarity. Uh, did you, so what's your take, uh, JC, on the whole Goya thing? 
Are you boycotting Goya or what? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I mean, it's, uh, I, I mean, you would think that, I mean, like, you say the administration does not enough for Hispanics, and then they're doing some uh, uh, scholarships and whatnot, uh, and then, I mean, the, the Goya is not like, uh, the CEO, he wasn't like uh, endorsing Trump, like, oh, we will be voting for President Trump or something like that, right? Like, he was doing more like politics talk for a good gather, like, oh, his leadership and yada, yada, we're grateful yeah. for this opportunity. I mean, which is, I, I guess, the minimum thing that you would do when somebody is giving you a check for some cause that you're supporting. <laughs> oh, right? to thank I mean, them? Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, but yeah, it's, yeah. I, I don't know. I, mean, this, I, I think, you know, like history would have played out so differently if Donald Trump wouldn't have made that claim about like Mexicans, they're rapists, and some of them, I assume, they're nice people. <laughs> I mean, it's like that moment itself, it's like all Mexico was like, you know what, fuck you, man. Nací abajo. Oh, and it was like all over, right? Like, so if that moment had not existed, the the thing might have been like polarized, and there might have been like a more even. Oh, he's not such a man. But like that moment was like, okay, you're done, you're done, done. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I, I think. No, I, uh, <laughs> I, I always try to be like, uh, he, you know, I what he was saying was, or he didn't really, you know, <laughs> you had to <laughs> interpret him. <laughs> I had to like mansplain it or wisplain it or whatever the fuck explain it is. <laughs> nah, but it's yeah, you know, it's it's hard Thank to look. You. It's hard. It's hard for every, and that's that's part of what I always tell people was like, especially with the Goya thing. It's like you're taking the his, like Hispanic experience and you're just looking at it through that American lens of like, well, it's exclusively tied to immigration, mm-hmm. and it's nothing mm-hmm. but that. And it's like I don't know. I don't know if that's the case. Like. I mean, we. I guess we are the second biggest like Hispanic country. Yeah, I've heard the mm-hmm. biggest actually outside of Mexico. Yeah. No, I've heard yeah, we yeah, surpassed Mexico. Yeah, fucking. So. There are more Mexicans here than in my hometown. So. Yeah. But you know, there's there are people, um, who feel just completely betrayed and like they were just completely like, like I mean, mm-hmm. there was people on the verge of tears. Play play the clip, dude, because. This is a video of my pantry filled with Goya products. I say to the owners of Goya, you came as conquistadores. You wiped out our indigenous population in Puerto Rico. You exploited the Puerto Ricans for centuries under your colonialism. And now you wish to bring about more of Donald Trump who hates us, despised us, and has treated the Puerto Rican people with such cruelty. No more Goya. Boycott Goya. I will never buy another product of yours again. Dude, it is always his thing that he begins to cry. And I can hear him like yeah. doing the fake crying. Uh, in the video, he is yeah. on the verge of tears. But, but you got, I mean, is Goya based in Puerto Rico or why the... I, I'm i not sure. I, I mean, he, I think he was just speaking it's as a like Puerto Rican. Right? Like, they came like as conquistadores and, you know, <laughs> Well, he, look, I think he was speaking for all Puerto Ricans. Uh-huh. I, I would like to make the, the claim that he was not speaking for this one. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he wasn't speaking for this one. But uh, yeah. he, he, all of, so basically, um, he's going to cite 
what, the Conquistadores and fucking genocide and all this shit. Yeah. So that, none of that yeah. was enough I, for him to I, not support to Goya. If this, was, if this was hyperbolic talk or if uh, something actually happened, like kind of like Banana Republic and, you know, Colombia and that, that kind of thing. or To who? To or him just or because, just Goya? Like, like something yeah, when, Goya when was behind? Like Goya came to conquista as conquistadores to like, like when Hitler like, like, very... like when Hitler made the Volkswagen like Goya fucking is some kind of like fascist fucking uh, imperialist <laughs> brand that fucking came out of the look dude mm -hmm. this mo apparently well, none of the things Fanta, right? no, yeah, Fanta. Fanta. <laughs> none of the things that he cited mm -hmm. uh, the genocide the conquering all yeah. the bullshit was enough for him to boycott Goya before yeah yeah so he didn't feel, mm -hmm. it was like, all right, you know, they they might have brought slaves. They might have killed and raped everybody mm -hmm. that was here, gotten rid of all the Indians. But we'll still get Goya. But if Trump mm -hmm. is down with Goya, that's where I draw the line. I know. He's well, where I will do the devil's advocate or here's part of being centrist tale is that the timing was really bad, right? Because there was this, uh, I don't know if it's ex executive order or posted or whatever he calls them these days just because he went, makes one every third year every third day, I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah, there was this uh, mandate about international students that would impact like mostly DACA recipients. Yeah. Uh, and, and so like it did, this happened like within these two weeks as, as same as Goya. So, I mean, the, the animosity against uh, Hispanics was high in the air and then this happened. So it did came across a little bit uh, uh, hypocritical at the very least, which I mean, I, I think it's a very uh, accurate, uh, attack that you can make uh if anything but yeah to the point of saying like yeah no like we don't want their money or something like that i mean you know like if, if you're helping people whatever you can get their help right then uh, i don't know well the thing the thing is that is that they there's no there's no dialogue there's no like all right he went there because he's actually working on something that's going to benefit people so it doesn't matter that doesn't mm -hmm. matter more than him having the opportunity to denounce Trump and not having taken it, you know, it's like, well, you had a platform and you could have, you could have said more and you could have represented, you know, the cost or whatever, but you didn't. So you're automatically boom. That's it. That's all you are is the fucking, yeah. I guess a Nazi now, right? Well, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it, it goes back to the litmus test, right? Uh, uh, because it's like, if you have an opportunity to virtual signal and if you fail to do so, then you clearly are not convict, uh, uh, strongly passionate enough to be with us, so you're therefore against us. It's well, uh, like and, an inward and loyalty, outward hostility. That's something that I saw you post on Facebook, and we talked about last week about that uh, open letter that the author sent out about you know mm -hmm. PC culture and fucking cancel culture. We actually had our, our most literate, uh, show friend read it for us because we, me and this guy can't read. Nope. And, uh, we actually read the whole letter on the show and, uh, it was interesting because I was waiting for it. Cause so the first article I saw about it said that it was a homophobic rant, a transphobic rant. And I'm like, holy shit. Uh, wow. And like a hundred, well, like 151, 121, like a hundred and some authors. And writers and intellectual people wrote it. People that are usually pretty left, people that are right, people that are in the like just all sorts of people. Mm -hmm. and no, but I mean, like, the, the thing is that you would have to follow the saga to understand why people are making those 
hyperbolic, ridiculous claims, in my opinion. I mean, the, the whole thing came because J.K. Rowling was expressing all her support for the LGBTQ yeah. alphabet plus people, but then <laughs> she was also uh, saying like, hey, but I also stand with women because like, uh, if, if you're uh, are going to say, uh, because if you think about it, like if you designate special places, places that are only for women and then any individual can claim to be a woman, then therefore those spaces stop being only for women at that capacity, right? How dare and you. Those, <laughs> and so she was making those, those kind of things, and, and then she was like, oh, now you're transphobic. But uh, like, I've seen like, an increasing move from the trans community that even if somebody expresses, to have, like, hey, okay, I'm a heterosexual individual, and I want to engage with somebody of the opposite sex, and I want to know what's under the hood before I oh engage. Oh, my God. What and it's like, oh, no, you're yeah. transphobic. You, you, yeah, you shouldn't even God. ask. I mean, the, the surprise box is all part of, the surprise the party, right? <laughs> uh, and I mean, okay, like if if somebody wants to subscribe to that kind of uh, a culture and on all that, that's that's fine. But when they're trying to impose it to somebody else, it's then when it comes, uh, yeah, poison. It's like in that letter, Noam Chomsky, uh, even the guy from Vox, uh, and even like the New York Times which apparently has been hijacked recently by a, a lot of uh, real uh, lefty uh, kind of uh, activists of, of sorts. And they're like, okay, this is, you know, it's becoming impossible to sustain a conversation of any sort. We, we, yeah. we have to denounce it. So they, they're, they're trying to, and I actually was glad because even now I consider myself a lefty, even all my lefty friends consider me like a right close to Nazi or whatever. Um, <laughs> I still, I still have a, a soft heart for uh, sex education programs, uh, education uh, money from government, things that uh, cap uh, purely capitalists wouldn't necessarily endorse. Yeah, and, well, I mean, they I might have been like, undercover Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the left has gone so over, like, about feelings, like, it's, but it's important how I feel and how I've experienced and my life experience and how fussy the sentiment or whatnot is that it has devoided out of rational talk. And then people who are speaking rationally, but uh, are still with left leanings are feeling what they call politically homeless. And that's where like the right has been seen like attractive to them because like, oh, we can disagree and I'll talk shit to you or whatever, but I wouldn't, go to your house and try to burn it down or trying to get you the fire out of your livelihood. So mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I'll take my chances, I guess. So I'll go with these other. It's uh, over. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I yeah. consider myself to be pretty left too, but like right, like at this moment that's been shifted. So it's like, I, I end up falling in the modern, like center, right. <laughs> it's kind of strange, you know, <laughs> fucking that. I just, oh. You know, be, I, there's no, like, subtlety. There's no way to, like, be like, all right, well, I believe in this, but I also don't believe in that. I believe in this personally, but I want you to do your thing. You know, like, if it yeah. don't apply, let it fly. If it don't apply, let it fly. That's it. Yeah, well, I, I think the whole left versus right, right? Like, because the left, the more you go to the left, like, theoretically speaking, is that uh, you want to either assign more tax dollars or whatever so the government makes programs or things like that that are in everybody's benefit mm -hmm. 
and versus the right is like, well, you don't have, uh, you don't have to do that through the government. You can just let the uh, private sector handle that. And then, you know, and I, I think it boils down to how tolerant you are for uh, risk and failure. Like, well, what of uh, these people who might not get education or what of that might, these people who might not get sexual contraption or whatnot. And that's where the uh, government funded programs become attractive. Right. But then the problem is that once you start disagreeing on what the government should fund or whatnot, then the capitalist uh, other option becomes more attractive because then it's a matter of, okay, people will try something. And if uh, they don't like it, like, Oh yeah, they'll boycott it or whatever. I mean, it's like a, uh, free enterprise. Well, we support Goya here. Yay! <laughs> all right. All right. right now, in in my heart and in my mind, there's a debate going whether the next uh, episode art should be based on Goya okay. or Pornhub. Yeah. <laughs> Do wanna not, why not? Why not? Yeah. Why not both? Yeah, why not it's both a, oh, it's a mashup. It is America. It's, it's, oh, oh there yeah. Possibly. There you go. If so, they're being the platform, they will, you know. Uh, uh, <laughs> fake videos of porn and then just do like Goya advertising and Pornhub. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know how some people are, are moving to Pornhub so they could do what they do and shit? Yeah. Like, even mm-hmm. though they don't do porn, but they'll still do a Pornhub so they could do whatever. Yeah, there's a lot of, uh, like, uh, how to be totally trad videos on there and how sex, like, is bad and how to reform your <laughs> life and, like, all these AA things, like, just hidden <laughs> on Pornhub. That's cool. There it's you go. It's fucking great. Yeah, it's like that. But uh, anyway, so so I mean, so yeah, we we were talking about that was Luis Gutierrez. I don't even know if we made that clear. Yeah, when we were listening to this guy cry we, we've, about Goya, we both met this gentleman, correct? <laughs> Listen, dude, <laughs> I've met him. I was advised uh-huh. by by one of my most trustworthy advisors uh-huh. not to make allegations. Okay. Uh, about things that can't be substantiated. Yeah, you shouldn't talk about anything about Luis Gutierrez. Oh shit! I pressed the wrong button. I don't know how to stop. Yeah, he's he's one of the alphabet people. One of the ABC. Which is fine. Which is fine. We don't have a problem with that. But he's a fucking asshole, and uh, he's a fucking race baiter. Yeah. And uh, he he likes to indulge in that in the not not that type of party night, but the 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 what do you call it? What Uh, the trafficking? uh, You know, I was told that. No, he doesn't traffic anything. Okay. Anything like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, he's just. A, I, I heard that he's a huge uh, cokehead, and you know, I've been around him, and I'm like, hey, this is uh, maybe makes. I, I want to go far as to make that claim. You should um, always say you're almost positive that he's yeah. a cokehead. Yeah, no, that's just allegations from angry. <laughs> yeah. Angry. Uh, you're reporting on them. You're not basically. Yeah. No. Them. This 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 uh, person this per this person I know. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Told me that that they they were solicited by him. Amazing. <laughs> That could be all a lie. It was back in the day when I was a complete left wing person involved with these with these and these politicians would show up and like, you know. Yeah, it was an interesting time in our lives when we were doing that. <laughs> it was fun. But anyway. Um Which anyway, uh, which anyway. uh J C did you happen to hear episode eleven with uh we had someone who was a very uh, a Marxist sympathizer on JC's got shit. No. Oh, look how interesting. I have to go back to that. I listen. Um, so if you ever want like um, a, a National Geographic esque view into into what you're talking about in terms of uh, 
left and all of that, you should check that episode out. No, you would rather hate yourself than to look beyond the things that make you do the things that you do. Yeah, she's gonna hate you. Yeah, no, that's fine. <laughs> anyway, not, but it's a good. It was a good conversation we had with one of our friends, and she's just. Uh, it's just that you you actually get to kind of see like why people feel the way that they do about some of the things. That How does it feel to be oppressed? That don't make sense to us necessarily, you know. So, but it's good. It's, it's, a, good it's a good. It's I, I'd, it's I'd our, recommend it's it. Our best work, yeah. I might be biased, but I recommend it. I, I have people that told me they had to listen to it more than once. <laughs> they were outraged by, <laughs> by what they heard the first time, so they had to process it. <laughs> and anyway. they had to take notes. Yeah, yeah like he literally, he literally did. About. He he literally like had notes, and he, he said, just yeah. came fucking like. He prepared. said he took and notes, but that he was not gonna come here and try to. Um, I'm wearing my fist to the air, but I don't know why. So I'm <laughs> taking down notes. Yeah, that's what he was. <laughs> so I don't forget. He said he was at work yelling at his uh, headphones, pretty much. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so you know, speaking speaking of people that need to be. Uh, Exterminated. Wow. The federal government is now executing people. That escalated quickly. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> where's the wheelchair? Where's the wheelchair? Where's the fucking uh, electric chair, dude? The what? The electric chair, man. Oh, the electric chair? Fuck, I don't have it. <laughs> well, yeah, no, these, these, uh, the, the federal government is starting to, uh, execute people again. Uh-huh. Uh, there's a clip, there's a news clip about it. Okay, wait, what? Breaking news out of Terre Haute where the execution of Daniel Lewis Lee is now complete. He's convicted of murdering a family of three, including an eight-year-old little girl in Arkansas. This comes just hours after the Supreme Court had issued an order allowing the executions of federal prisoner inmates to move forward. Alexa Green has been following this very closely all morning. And Alexa, we're now learning two more about what happened and Lee's last words. That's exactly right. Good morning to you, Angela. An indie star reporter who is in Terre Haute right now and witnessed this execution said that Lee's final words were that you're, you're murdering an innocent man. Now, Lee was asked if he wanted to make a final statement, and once again, he asserted his innocence, saying that he played no role in the murders of these family members and actually said that he and his co-defendant were in a different part of the country when these killings occurred. Lee is the first execution on the federal level since 2003 to proceed at a federal prison there in Terre Haute. Two other inmates are set to be executed this week. Wesley Perkley originally was scheduled for Wednesday. He murdered a 16-year-old girl and an 80-year-old woman with polio back in 1998 in Kansas. And earlier this week, his was put on hold after concerns were raised about his mental health. Right now, we're working on finding out if this new ruling means his execution will, in fact, go on as planned. The other execution is for Dustin Lee Honkin. That's that for Friday. And a fourth man, Keith Dwayne Nelson, is scheduled to be executed next week. Basically, they're, they're going to start fucking killing everybody now, which is fine with me. Your, damn, your bite was loud. <laughs> nah, but uh, they're they're actually today they're executing one of them today, probably as we speak. God bless America. 
There's uh, Dustin Honkin, 52 years old. He was, he was sentenced to fucking death for killing a government informant and some children. A 10-year-old and a 6-year-old. And uh, he kidnapped them and shot all of them and buried them. What? Yeah. And he's being executed today. So I think that's a good... It's a service to humanity. What? The other dude that they were like, how the fuck do you kill somebody with polio? <laughs> what? The, the, polio? the dude in the clip, he killed somebody with polio. Like, how do you even manage? Uh, and the other guy was already like, I don't know, paralytic from the neck down? Because polio does that, right? Like, it just, like, stiffens your body and So, he, he just, like, lets a pillow? I don't know enough science to comment. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know enough science to uh, really know. But he... he, he, he uh, an 80-year-old lady and a kid. Like, how the fuck do you even... Like, what the... There, there's a lot... I have que- I have a lot of questions. We have to do some digging. Yeah. With polio. Like, how the fuck? Very interesting. But he's gonna get fucking killed tonight. So, you know. Do you have the 40? Do you have the 40 ounce for... Yeah, for, I do. Or, uh, what is he? It's just regular. Oh, he's just regular? Regular whites. <laughs> you know, the bland... Mm-hmm. Yeah, you pour 40 out for the fucking... Yeah, I, I know. I'm still very divided with the whole the death penalty. Uh, I guess that's still the uh, lefty me. Uh, oh, you don't and, like the death penalty? Well, I mean, like, if you think about it, how many people are actually sent to death and what it would cost, you know, if you talk about, like, a cost-benefit uh, uh, to keep them alive, to see, uh, serve a life sentence. Yeah. I mean, even if you deprive an individual of their freedom for life and then you happen to get it wrong it's uh, still a far better mistake to make that to deprive somebody from their life right and if you I mean if the system made a mistake and so uh, I don't know it, it's uh, if you talk about like what retribution you could possibly um, come up with and i understand the counter argument when say well i mean like uh, you can't really reform these people uh and you know they might even hurt somebody else and you can't make like uh, gigantic prisons just for each one of these individuals right. uh so uh, i get that so it's not like i don't understand the premise i, I just still uh, I, I don't know I, I feel like every time i hear something like that and then like especially somebody like uh, i didn't do it even to their last breath is like well, what? What if we're hanging the wrong person and everybody? Yeah, the wrong guy. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, well, I mean, did you watch make, making a murderer? Oh, and then this was really yeah. close, right? Like you're. I they mean, like, they have. Holy. So I actually was watching some YouTube videos yesterday. There's a channel called Soft White Underbelly, Ooh. and they do these like um, kind of like character profile interviews of. Pretty unusual people, um, like crystal meth addicts, uh, homeless people, prostitutes, um, ex-cops, hitmen. And one of the interviews was with a warden-slash-executioner who was now retired. And he was from the South, and that was his job. He had to, uh, you know, pull the or push the button. So there's no mm-hmm. lever. When you, I guess yeah. now, now when you, uh, when you electrocute someone, there's just a button. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no more, no more levers and shit. But uh, so he was—I don't know. I mean, it was—it was a pretty intriguing fucking uh, interview. I, I would recommend it. Soft white oh, underbelly oh, oh, oh. on fucking YouTube. 
he talks about what it's like to be that person, the person that has to, you know, pull pull the trigger on it. And uh, he he just says mm. that there's just a lot of investigation. A lot of the time, most of those people are sentenced, and it's not for another like twelve twelve to twenty years that they actually get executed. And there's a bunch of measures that the state takes to ensure that they're not executing the wrong person in that time span, you know, and that person's still involved with their own case, you know. They're usually trying to fight it to the very end, if it's possible. Right, right. And while, mm -hmm. while he goes down to push the button, they have one of his, uh, one of his, you know, fucking people that he's in charge of on the phone, just in case they get a phone call from, like, a governor, a lawyer, or anybody like that. Stop it. Yeah, to the yeah. very, yeah, to the very last second, which is kind of crazy. Um, but it's interesting. I... I mean, I don't know, man. I I understand the the idea, like kind of being an absolutist yeah. about about taking taking a, a life and shit, and how that the state should probably not be the, <laughs> the, the arbiter. trusted with that. I mean, I'm you a, know, you know, you know? I'm, I'm kind of shady about trusting the state with almost everything. God so, bless America. When it's like, all oh, right, I, I I get the sentiment. I'm just. Mm -hmm. Just hoping that that guy was bluffing when he said he was innocent. Oh, he just wanted to make everybody kind of feel bad. Like, feel yeah. bad, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you guys. I'm innocent. No. Yeah, there you go. Go home and try to sleep now, bitch. <laughs> but maybe he was innocent. But who knows? But now he's dead. Well, you know, Show so. me the lie. Yeah. But, uh, so, you know, Caitlyn Jenner is going to be a Kanye West vice president you know i was told yesterday that he dropped out and i didn't know whether to believe yeah. these people nah. so no it, it, yeah i saw something from the i believe it was the independent so what i gathered is that he wasn't actually planning to run this cycle he just wanted to like explore the idea to do like a short run to <laughs> get an idea what would it be for 2024 Good but then he would America. say that, that he wasn't gonna run uh like uh, in like he wanted to be a Republican, but if Donald Trump was there, then he would go to the birthday party. party. <laughs> <laughs> I love that name. Hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude! The birthday party. Are are you down with the birthday party, JC, or no? Because <laughs> uh, if you're not, I'm gonna, if you're not down with the birthday party, we're gonna have to unfriend you and, oh, and cancel man, you. We're gonna have to cancel you. Whatever. <laughs> we're, no, we're gonna have to dox you and expose you for someone who's. I mean, what would you if you were anti-birthday party? What that mean? Right. Uh, well, I can't vote, but if I could, uh, a libertarian me would uh, lead me to JoJo uh, in, uh, in the face of the yeah, the libertarian uh, candidate. Yeah, JoJo Ganson. I I told JoJo. I told my girlfriend I was going to vote for Kanye, and she got mad at me because she can't vote. Uh, I was trying to tell somebody who was an avid Bernie supporter. To vote for this guy who was on the Green Party, who was like a mm -hmm. founding mother of the Socialist Party of New York and all this other stuff. At the end of the day, she was just all like, he's not Bernie, though. And that was it. I was all like, oh, so you don't really give a fuck about the issues, really. He's not Bernie. Yeah. He was a brand. But yeah, you like you like Bernie, JC? Yeah, I'm a Bernie boys are the core. Oh. Well, well, if I tell you, okay, <laughs> we're going to try to get you more money, but at the end of the day, we're going to get more health care for everybody. So, would you take out my internet? Of course not. Because everybody will get haircut. <laughs> uh, that's a good one. I'm, yeah, that's good. I'm not really too keen into the whole uh, uh, single-payer Medicaid, which uh, I know it's his biggest platform. Uh, 
But I mean, in, in general, it's, uh, I guess what, like the reason that Bernie attracted so many the supporters is that it's kind of like a fresh air to see, uh, a politician who at least looks genuine, honest. And I know that's, uh, probably, you know, maybe as a politician, it's probably not the case or whatnot, but at least if he's faking it, he really knows how to fake it. Unlike, yeah, no, I, 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 didn't, so I guess that's it. I didn't really care for Bernie too much, and I, I recognized that aspect of him. And I don't really fucking care for Trump either. And he, he's mm-hmm. the same thing. He's just like straight up, like, this is what the fuck it is. And, yeah. you know, that my argument is that, what the fuck? I rather vote, I honestly would rather vote for fucking Kanye, Kanye West. Than to vote for either Trump or yeah. Joe Biden. Fuck Joe oh, Biden. Oh, oh, for sure. No, like my my heart is uh, cycle was in Tulsi, uh, <laughs> but I and it, she didn't get the support and she was like being stinked out and whatnot. Yeah, so no, I, I, I did. I would have been over before it began. Though. I would have been happy to vote for Tulsi or for fucking um for Yang, like all day. Yang yeah. Gang all the way over yeah. and over. Yeah, but yeah. if it's not one of them, I'll vote for Kanye West or The Rock, whoever runs. Cause fucking, <laughs> who who the fuck? I mean, what what do you think about the rock? Somebody registered him for the previous cycle, right? That's why. Do, do you think? Do you do you know anybody that doesn't like the rock, JC? If you smell what the rock is cooking, I, no. I don't think it's even biologically possible. I mean, you, you try to, <laughs> you, you can't like, just like it, and then just like you're you're. Muscles start like relaxing again. Yeah. Like, no, it's the rock. I, I can't do it. No, I'm fine. Yeah, if you're a human being, you just <laughs> inherently have no choice but to like the fucking rock. Yeah. And that's it. Lay if the smack down. I agree. I agree with that <laughs> shit for sure. Anyway, so so what what's going on with Nick Cannon? Dude? With Nick Cannon? Oh, that wasn't I wasn't ready for your transition. No, dude, I, I'm trying I'll, to figure out what's going on with Nick Cannon. Kanye okay. West ain't running for shit. I knew that. I actually had heard about the whole uh, him because Donald Trump did the same thing. Donald Trump ran in the early 2000s, mm-hmm. and he wasn't really running, running, but he was kind of running, and he did a whole trial to see, you know, what kind of feedback he'd oh. get and what it actually looks like and what it works like. And Donald Trump has explored this since '96, and he yeah. was like a Democrat, and then a Republican, and then a Democrat, yeah. and then a Republican, and then and he switched third party. He switched right, and that's when he ran, and then he switched to the Republican Party. I think as a strategic move to mm-hmm. ensure that he'd be able to win, he wouldn't have been able to win on a left oh. platform. No, he destroyed the entire like Republican. Uh, primary candidates it was so well not just that just like the fact that it was like we're just coming off of obama yeah and it was gonna be a republican president no you needed somebody strong and somebody who wasn't gonna fucking be jeb bush basically yeah because that would have been the worst to get another bush (laughs) you should have should have run and the democrats i mean you know one day we would really have had an opportunity with democrats i I don't know why one day i gotta take you both down the rabbit hole that is jeb bush Watching him give little ceramic turtles to fucking uh, autistic kids, fucking uh, you know, uh, saying his parents are his greatest inspiration, and his parents just being like, "Yeah, well, he's no George, but you know, we gotta Poor support guy. him." Poor yeah. guy. We can you pour out a forty for Jeb Bush? Oh, did you know his wife is actually Hispanic? Yeah, they good. they call her La Goblina, but you know, that's <laughs> beside the point. But here's this one's for her, for her and him. <laughs> You could actually go onto his website and purchase little guac bowls. 
the guacamole balls? Yeah. Are they called guac balls? Yeah, uh, they were something specific. But it was like... <laughs> yeah, see? It just has that power. Well, look, dude. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about any of that. Okay. We so kind of deviated. I'm trying to talk about fine. Nick Cannon, who's exposing the power structures. Nick Cannon, bro. Some clips came out of him uh, recently. So he's got hit by cancel culture also. He was uh, caught Not saying Nick some uh, Farrakhan-ish type shit. What's so. he saying? Oh, let's let's go to what it really is then. When we talk about the power of melanated people, when we talk mm-hmm. about who we really are as guys and, and understanding right. that our melanin is so power and it connects us in a way that the reason why they fear black, the reason why they fear is because they the lack that they have of it. So then when you see what you know, Doctor uh, Francis C. Wellesley talked about is that fear in that 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 uh, just genetic that annihilation efficiency of mm-hmm. when you have a person that has ha- has the lack of pigment the right. lack of melanin right that they know that they will be annihilated so therefore however they got the power they 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 have the lack of compassion mm-hmm. that mel- melanin comes with compassion melanin comes with soul that mm-hmm. we call it we call it soul we soul brothers and sisters that's the melanin that connects us right. so the people that don't have it have are are a little, and I'm, I'm gonna say this carefully, <laughs> are a little less, uh, and 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 where the term actually comes from, because I'm bringing it all the way back around okay. to, to Minister Farrakhan, to where they may not have the compassion or the the when they were sent to the mountains of Caucasus, when they when they didn't have the power of the sun, that was that the sun then started to deteriorate mm-hmm. them, so then they're acting out of fear they're acting out of low self-esteem they're acting out of a a deficiency Mm -hmm. so therefore the only way that they can act is evil the only way they can they they have to rob steal rape kill and fight or flight in in order to survive exactly so then these people who didn't have what we had and when i say we i speak of the Mm -hmm. melanated people right they had to be savages they had to be barbaric. They had because they're in these Nordic mountains. They're in these rough, uh, torrential environments. <laughs> so they they're acting as animals. <laughs> right. So they're the ones that are actually close. That's what to I sound animals. like. When I, they're when the I ones that are actually yeah. the, the true savages. Oh, and then they built up such this this. I don't want to say warrior, but they built up such this. This, I don't want to give him too much credit. He said conquering mm-hmm. uh, barbaric mentality that they're coming out of Europe. They then said, in order for us to survive, we have to take what's not ours. And then they went into the land that actually where we were are originated. Mm-hmm. And instead of trying to make friends. They said, we want what you got because there's this mentality of the, whether it's the Caesars or, or even that, that we have to conquer. Right, right, right. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, let's completely just ignore that, uh, you know, black people sold, you know, other, their own people into slavery. Africa was this great Wakanda nation before white people showed up. Look, uh, even Mexico, right? Like, it, yeah. I just had this conversation with, uh, France because, uh, they read up the tree of La Noche Triste to La Noche Victoriosa because mm-hmm. it was the sad night because that's when Hernan Cortez lost to the Aztecs, right? Mm-hmm. But like, what, uh, my history teacher made a lot of emphasis is that the conquest was not made by 
Hispanics. It was made by uh, Mexicas for the most part. And the story goes like this. Uh, three ships with, I don't know, were, were, how many Spaniards were there, like 400-ish? And they arrived to this port, and then they started like, uh, encountering these people, and then they're complaining about these uh, over-warlords that are uh, subjugating them, which are the Aztecs. Uh, very compassionate, melanated people, by the way, because if you, if you won against them, they would sacrifice one of yours to the volcano, and if you lost, they would sacrifice one of you to the volcano. So it was a win-win for everybody. Just sacrifices to volcanoes just to appease volcano evil gods or whatever. And so a lot of people were fed up uh, from Las Caltecas and Chichimecas and all. So they were basically just uh, conversing all that area and uh, basically building up their army of people who were also fed up with the Aztec Empire. So in hopes they could, you know, get rid of them. And then they arrived to Tenochtitlan and then they encountered 20,000 plus Aztecs. And I mean, they were done for it. They had no hopes of defeating them. And the only reason that they were able to defeat them, it was because of the black box, which was uh, unfortunate. And it, it figured out. But in any case, I mean, it was more about the current owner, uh, landowners did not like some of the other landowners. And then they saw <laughs> yeah. an opportunity in foreign aid. And then they realized they were signing their own other, I mean, they were, basically treating one oppressor for the other. Yeah. And that's how the story played yeah. out, right? And, but I mean, it's same thing that with that's, Native Americans whatnot. That's the case in every fucking corner of the world where people have enough resources that they need to protect or enough of a population that they need to maintain. It's And it's always going to be the case. There, there, there will always exist some version of that. And there, it was here before the white people showed up. It was it was there when Genghis Khan was running around killing everybody. It was there when the mm-hmm. Moors showed up in Spain and started killing everybody. If that's even a thing that happened, I think it was. So it's like nobody's innocent of it. Every culture has done it, and that's not to, to justify it or, or to to say that it's okay or part of nature. It's just, well, I mean, it probably is part of nature, but um, it's not to justify. It. It's just a, a, a fucking matter of fact. Like when when the <laughs> You know, like the whole Ashanti thing, like the so the whole when the when the Democrats took a knee for for the cause and they wore those Ashanti scarves, um, a lot of people were kind of upset and they called them out because the those Kinte cloths apparently were originated by the Ashanti people, the Ashanti tribe in Africa, who were pretty much the the tribe that was capturing and selling slaves because they were one of the first tribes to have guns that they were given by the Europeans. I'm pretty sure the British, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and that's where the slaves came from. Like, white people then show up in Africa and start hunting people. Like, white people showed up in Africa because they knew from the fucking, like, uh, Muslim people that yeah. had came before mm-hmm. that that's where you buy people and they went and bought people mm-hmm. and brought them over here. Every time you speak, it is to defend white supremacy. How dare you? <laughs> nah, fuck. I wouldn't defend white supremacy. Listen, but it's just it's just history. It's fucking history. If you know history, you know what the fuck is going on, and you know where where it all comes from, and it all makes sense to say that things. Well, just even happen- if you trace back the the Anglo-Saxon, uh, right, because he was the Anglo versus the Saxon, and how like all the mm-hmm. wars of uh, the, the Scots and the Picts. 
And uh, I mean, like, it was basically just people trying to make, uh, well, everybody watches Game of Thrones. And uh, I mean, like, you yeah. understand they're like, uh, you know, political alias, and then there's backstabbing, and then there's like overthrowing and new empires and things like that. So I don't know why then people are suddenly surprised that, you know, things like that happen here. Yeah. I, I guess you can denounce things that systematically did happen. Like, for example, uh, Americans, uh, uh, when, when uh, Native Americans were uh, giving labor in uh, American hospitalized, that they, they were being uh, neutered so they couldn't reproduce anymore. Yeah, that was really bad. We can call that out. Yeah. But to go to the extent of saying, well, something innate in the white gene is evil. Right. And mm-hmm. uh, I mean, because then if you can make those kind of broad assumptions uh, about one race, you can make it about any race. Or it could be, and, it could be made about your race too. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the one, that's the one people don't like. People like all, people like to stereotype, people like to profile, except when the negative stereotypes are put onto them. And then all of a sudden yeah. it's like, oh, how dare you? Well, yeah. And think about like stereotypes. Like, uh, I'm going to give like the broadest example. You can say German people are punctual and everybody would, and then you would say like Mexican people aren't punctual. How dare you? But they are. We are. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's and even like if, if you would take like international business courses or something like that, they train you to not take it personally offensive. If the CEO or something takes like 20 more minutes to show up the to Mexican a big meeting CEO? or something. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, it, it is because, uh, and the, because, <laughs> I mean, like, so even here in the States, I'll give you another story, right? Like when there's a party and like, say it's a four o'clock and okay, four o'clock yeah. Mexican time or American <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, Mexican time. American there's, time. there's a reason, right? Because American yeah. time is four o'clock, two hours, six o'clock, everybody to their house. Thank you. Bye. In the Mexican culture, it's like, well, four o'clock to get there, 4.45-ish, maybe 5.30, but then you're probably going to be there until sunrise yeah 10 o'clock right, so it's gonna be like a long call and you know so what it, the the real question now is how, how uh, are indians the same way i i from right now just right off the bat i feel like they're never on time for shit damn but i wouldn't know for sure it's just an assumption well i don't know we'll find out on my dna test on whether it's my hispanic side that's always making us late or if yeah. it's my indian side this guy's not very punctual at anything at all ever <laughs> But Any, it's okay. Anyways, so Nick Cannon actually uh, got a little deeper in his conversation with Reverend Griff, and he started talking about the bloodlines, which uh, I think we had a former guest come on and, and speak on that, right? Yeah, all this. Listen, hold on. Before you play that, I've made this art. This is why I asked when I was playing if this is what I sound like when I make my argument. Because I've made the argument before uh-huh. that I feel... And again, I'm a high school dropout. Yeah, I, but I you've never out. you never just said like um, you know white people just needed to do this because they were evil. You said no, well, yeah, they, no, they I, just I, won. I don't think, get over it. I think evil is fucking silly as fuck. Uh-huh. My thing is that I think that biology is affected by environment, based, and I think that biology obviously is handed down, based. And I don't mean environment like growing up in the inner city. I mean environment no. like hundreds, hundreds of years in an environment and weather and like your here's tropical people. You mean you evolve like animals? Here's fucking like people that, you know, have been up north for hundreds, thousands of years. I feel that those that there's certain attitudes towards life that are inherent in 
existing and surviving in those environments. Because if you go to tropical mm-hmm. environments, you go to equ- like you know to the equator. That's what it's called, right? Yeah, the equator. <laughs> um, you know, there's there people. People. Everybody's chilling. Everybody farms. Everybody's chilling. They look mm-hmm. at they they worship the sun and they're fucking happy as fucking tan and dark and they run fast. And then you go because to resources fuck- are not scarce. Right. Well, right. the resources are are not scarce, but there's there's also different, and they depend more on the earth, and they depend depend more on the sun. The sun right. is a symbol of but life. But I'm saying is that I mean, like, if you're in Veracruz, and then you just like stretch your arm, and then a mango falls into your hand, and then you're happy. Versus if you are like in the Sierra Norte de Chihuahua, and there's only one cow to feed, like you know, three families, there might be some backstabbing in order to survive. Yeah, but right, even there's a difference, even kind of like us versus them. Even beyond that, like the way that biology is affected by environment and the way that you know people in the equator are are darker, like their biology adapts to that and their lifestyles adapt to that. It's uh, thousands of years yeah. of existing there, and I do agree yeah. with a sense of like European people and people that were Nordic and and were up there had a different sense of survival. They couldn't show up somewhere and farm the land. They couldn't show up somewhere and fucking know what was going to happen all year round. No, these motherfuckers got hit with crazy ass winters in some places practically all year round for all intents and purposes. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. they, they, you see a lot of cultures over there that worship fire because fire was their means of survival. And their mm-hmm. whole idea of existence and existing with nature wasn't be here and exist with it. Like you see in a lot of fucking like, like Indian tribes, a lot of African tribes and a lot of that, their idea of survival was like, we need fire to survive. That's something that requires us to establish ourselves and take from the land to survive. Mm-hmm. And I think that a certain element of that is passed down and a certain element of organization, a certain element of, mm-hmm. of like, Certain, certain type of movement that's inherent in surviving yeah. in those environments that's passed down. And I think that that is different from what, what you know, I, people in other parts of the world live like, and that affects the way that they look at government, the way they look at production, wow. the, the way they look at discipline. Mm-hmm. And I think that, I think that's what Nick Cannon's trying to say. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to mansplain Nick Cannon's fucking whole thing because now to twist it and say that so, oh, are it's you evil. doing like a devil's advocate? No, no, no. I'm saying like, legit. I've been arguing this for years that I believe that the the way that biology develops in certain environments predicates the way that people have to survive in those environments, and that affects the <laughs> mentality that people have. And I feel that the mentality that white people seem to be to have attributed to them. Of, of conquering or whatever is not like a thing where, where people set out to, cause you know, Asians did it too, where they set out to, to, they need their evil. Like he's saying they're evil. Yeah. yeah. I just think that it's a certain mm-hmm. way of organizing, no. thinking, yeah. and, and the way that the discipline and culture develops from that is different. <clears throat> so there's privilege when you're born into an area that's bountiful and plentiful, and then there's certain privileges. Or non privileges where you're born into a barren area and you gotta survive. So you're talking about white people had no privilege because it was cold where they came from? No, I just everybody has a different set of privilege based on where they're born, like an islander. Why you gotta be a privilege? Play play the, you know what, listen, man, play the second clip. I'm done with you. So I say all that to say the context, and when, when we speak of whether it's Jewish people, white people, Europeans, the Illuminati, mm. 
they were doing that as survival tactics right. to stay on this planet. Right, because they, we never had to do that. Right, right because they've learned when they circumnavigated <laughs> the globe and they ran into these <laughs> islands and these places and we were already there to greet them. Right. With open arms. Yeah, with they're, open, they're arms, open arms. Teaching them. But with then, spears on the end of them. They were deficient. So they wanted to get what they thought we had. And we did have it. So the rape took place of the woman. Mm. The theft took place of the natural resources. And then that's when their, their disease. Exactly. That's where their mentality. Because I'm trying to get to that place of how they were able to get control over the gods. <laughs> what? Did you say that the rape of the Mormons? The, the no, rape of the women. Not the Mormons. Did I hear right? No. no, not the Mormons. The Mormons are safe and sound at home. You know? Because they don't do anything. They stay to themselves. Well, I mean, like, people. because the religion is rather new, right? Like, <laughs> they hardly break like laws. I guess it's that white thing. Yeah, the Mormons have a lot of white privilege, so they choose not to uh, steal. And But listen, play play part three, because I'm, I'm, I, I feel right. like there's that. So now. Uh, do do white people have a concern because apparently the black gene is like greater and as soon you know fuck it it's just gonna take over and that we're the white people are afraid. <laughs> How right, are they right, able right. to get control? Okay, over so their once original they people? learned that though, and now they in- raped and impregnated, left and came back, and they saw the child lighter. Mm. They said, "Wow, that's when they this learned genetics, mm. genetic annihilation." Mm. So now you have to set up a system okay. of white supremacy to control that. Right. So now we have 13 families here, Illuminati that's manipulating and controlling subgroups. Now we got to set up organizations coming out of Europe. You understand what I'm saying? And right. for that same system, now you're talking about survival, what you just laid out. Now it's fight or flight. Now we have to set up these systems in order to survive. Right. But listen, not just survive to get some damn, um, some hamburger buns and some cheese. <laughs> I'm talking about on the genetic <laughs> level. Because they will, and that's even from the white nationalists to the white supremacy mentalities to Donald Trump himself wanting to build walls. Right. They're trying to keep their, what they consider purity. What exactly. They, on a subconscious level. They're trying to Because sometimes because they don't know how they, why they're acting out. It, no. It's just been proven it was National Geographic just put it out by what, 2050. Uh-huh. Every person will be a person of color. In a minute. They they saying that's as soon as 2050. So the white supremacists are right. They're trying to breed them out of existence. So a lot of people that are um, of that mentality feel that. So you can't get um, a black child from two white people, but you can get a fucking light skin or almost white from two black people and from mixing races. So they cite that as mm-hmm. being part of the um, genetic, uh, you know, shortage of, of white people. Like they, they, they say that their their, their genetics are are a defect, and that mm-hmm. since they that their genes aren't strong, they're not dominant genes, so that they're gonna come. You know, I actually heard. So, this, I mean, go ahead, Jason. Recessive gene. Yeah, no, I mean, there is like uh, a historical aspect that does kind of like justify that, right? Because. Uh, like when all the caste systems uh, were in place and all that, if there was a blood, uh, a drop of blood of black, then you were black, right? And mm-hmm. therefore you were, for all intended purposes, uh, ownable as a slave and exploitable as such. And so there was a definite interest in, in, you know, deprive people of their status so they can have cheaper or free lab- uh, labor force. Um, and so 
the opposite is not the truth. Uh, if you have one drop of white, you are not white. You were basically whatever. But I mean, at the end of the day, nowadays, we're all, I mean, if you do your DNA test and whatnot, we're all mixed, right? Mm -hmm. so it's just like the phenotypical, uh, the, the, the phenotype, the ex, uh, physical expression of the genes, it's uh, more notorious than one or the other. And yes, yes, uh, the, uh, there are some more persistent or dominant genes which tend to be more uh, uh, charged melanin and, and whatnot, right? But uh, yes, yeah, I don't necessarily see that trying to claim sovereignty of a nation uh, equates to trying to cleanse uh, a country of non-whiteness and, and trying to stay like white supremacist, right? That, that's a uh, different. I mean, I, I came from the narc war in Chihuahua and I would very much appreciate if the problems that I was fleeing from were not to follow me here, right? So having some border that would check, like, hey, sir, who you are, where you come, where are your papers, what are you doing? I, being on this side of the wall, non-existent uh, for the most part, but, you know, I would really much appreciate it. So I, I don't, uh, now to that, to go to the other opposite, that if it's a viable enterprise, I, I don't think so. I mean, you're talking about like $26 billion project uh, for a trend that is always already going downwards, that people are most likely flying or whatnot. But that's more like Mexican politics and whatnot. But you touched the, the topic about borders and, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I think they're separate. I mean, they're trying to solve different problems in nature. Yeah. Uh, well, so, what do you? Uh, I had like a. a you spasm, lost him, yeah. <laughs> no, fucking my bad. Um, brain fart. Yeah, it's brain. the bear, <laughs> the bear and the weed. Not because no, I like. When Chihuahua got really bad, I mean, like I, I got to hear like grenades and you know, like really like blocks outside my house or something like that, and so it was. It, which is interesting to me because, like, now that I'm here, like, people from Chihuahua are like, oh, you're in Chicago. How are things in Chicago? And then people from Chicago are like, oh, you're from Chihuahua. How are things in Chihuahua? <laughs> because they're, like, you know, they, they're they struggling their own uh, war zones, for a matter of uh, speaking, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. what I was trying to, I was trying to figure out the the privilege thing and the whole luck and hard work, uh -huh. you know. So, the the forty sixty argument that Hyro gave? No, like like coming coming from from some just pretty much somewhere else, just period, right? Yeah, like yeah. Coming from over there and you know, coming into a, a white supremacist racist society. <gasps> um apart from the fact that you kind of I don't know, I think you could pass as white kind yeah, of I mean, see? like yeah. if I if well, I saw him walking down the street, he might, you know, seem a little white, but you know, no, I mean, like, I do have white culture, right? Like, I, I'm half uh, American. My mom is uh, gringa. Uh, like, my grandmother, even though she lived for 50 years in, in Chihuahua, she uh, spoke a broken Spanish. Like, well, when Carlos, he too, and France went to eat pizza and then have a swim in Alberta. I mean, hmm. uh, yeah. And so I, I was raised in a very hybrid context, but, like, I... I at the same time, I feel like an outsider. You and I talked about this like last yeah. time, right? So, uh, 
that's why I embraced the whole American Mexican identity of sorts. Uh, so, I mean, blending in for me was not that hard. Actually, like here in the Midwest, it's like I clicked with something that it was inside me and I didn't know if it even existed. It was like all the eighties rock genre and what, and like uh, playing Mortal Kombat as a kid and whatnot. <laughs> and then just that? coming here and like, Oh, this is where all these things happen. And then uh, this is kind of like, I grew up with it, but it was just like in my room in the internet or whatnot. So it was really bizarre to be here. You got um, in touch, you got in touch with your white side. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like privilege wise, I mean, like the, the, the problem with talking about privileges is that you can make endless lists of things that were uh, awarded your way that wasn't to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Right. You can talk about like, uh, what we discussed this in our previous episode, like having uh, two parents and having them help you with your homeworks and having them, if they're academic oriented and having them uh, being willing to spend additional hours in the work or whatever. So you do, uh, you have more, uh, extracurricular activities or whatnot to further your chances or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. I, I think that is way more significant or impactant than being white or non-white. And you know what? Yeah, that's your white privilege speaking. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that even a white, more than a white privilege, is uh, like a, an attractive bias. Uh, privilege uh, so basically I mean human beings were we're, we're kind of like designed to like if, if you see like the guy from the Goonies who had like an eye below and the other one like you, you see like asymmetric features yeah. you instantly suspect that there's like genetic uh, anomalies right so something in, inside you would tell you avoid breeding with this subject right just I mean I'm just talking about purely from the biologically built in feature, uh, to help us, you know, uh, 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 uh yeah, exist and, uh, you know, survive in, in the environment. Now, the counter to that is that we extremely benefit, uh, or, you know, holding high regards the individuals who are very symmetric, uh, that they have a very, uh, you know, really nice ratio, like eyes and nose and and whatnot. And uh, you can see this in all sorts of celebrities. And there's one that they call like the golden mask or the oral mask that uh, it's basically one to six, kind of like a Fibonacci kind of thing. And then you put it like on top of Tom Cruise and like even, you know, not not necessarily white, like uh, Rihanna and uh, Will Smith. And uh, like they fit almost, Perfectly. And I, I think that also is a very notorious uh, bias or privilege in this case, right? Like you want to do things for privilege. pretty people. Pretty, pretty privilege. Yeah, I mean, like, the just privilege of like being a beautiful. Waiter. I mean, if you get like a, a nice wait, a waitress, I mean, and, you know, uh, she, she dresses up nicely yeah. and all, you, you'll tip more. I mean, yeah. Uh, uh, and, and then, you know, if she knows how to place her cards or whatnot, she might get more offers here and there. So, I mean, you, you can, well, I was talking about, uh, labor, the prospects, right? I, I don't want to be disquoted here, but, um, 
<laughs> yeah, I, I, I realized how I fell right into it. I was like, oh, I'm going to get she, caught in it. She could get it. She could get it. Yeah. You know, she plays her cards right. Well, it seems that uh, <laughs> that Nick Cannon was not afforded that same type of privilege as he attempted to apologize, and uh, it didn't go well. Entertainer Nick Cannon is apologizing for what he calls his hurtful and divisive words about the Jewish community. In a recently surfaced <laughs> podcast, Cannon referenced anti-Semitic conspiracy theories. Viacom CBS has severed ties with him. He claims he reached out to Viacom CBS officials before he was fired to apologize. But the corporation, which is our parent company, denies that. And now the media mogul is left explaining why he says he now feels ashamed. For more than 20 years, Nick Cannon has loomed large as an actor, host, and premier entertainer. But it's a conversation with a former member of the hip-hop group Public Enemy, rapper Professor Griff, that has been called into question. The nearly 90-minute interview was part of the podcast Cannon's Class. It was recorded last year, but resurfaced this week after excerpts made their rounds across social media platforms. In one section, Cannon describes what he says are problems with people who don't have melanin in their skin. He went on to explain why he believed Jewish people rule the world. When we talk about those, the, the, the six corporations, when we talk, when we go as deep as the Rothschild, centralized banking, those, the, 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 the 13 families, Show me the, uh, the bloodlines that control everything even outside of America. Those comments led Viacom CBS to cut ties with Cannon, writing Viacom CBS condemns bigotry of any kind and we categorically denounce all forms of anti-Semitism. While we support ongoing education and dialogue in the fight against bigotry, we are deeply troubled that Nick has failed to acknowledge or apologize for perpetuating anti-Semitism. But late last night, Cannon did apologize for his comments via Twitter. They reinforce the worst stereotypes of a proud and magnificent people, and I feel ashamed of the uninformed and naive place that these words came from. Damn, really? What a little bitch. <laughs> I mean, that's what happens, man. Uh, <laughs> you can attack everybody else, but don't, don't really, step on the wrong toe. Nah, I, dude, wow, what a fucking what a guy. <laughs> yeah, he so, said all that shit, yeah. and he's going to apologize and be all, oh, I was uninformed. Nah, but yeah, yeah. you believe that shit with your whole heart. You've been fucking guy. Oh, what did you think, JC? <laughs> I mean, like... Uh, okay, so like... He's lost for words. Jewish... Jewish people are always in this weird category that they're white but they're not and, and they're like everything that is anti-white is also directed towards to them until like anti-semitism comes into the picture and then they're like oh no wait wait we didn't want to be like that because if you think about it like the whole white supremacist is basically Nazis against Jews so it's like you have to draw a line or a boundary there and I mean, and I think it's very different to make a claim such as like Jew, uh, Jewish people or Jews are really good at making business and they're really good at taking uh, care after their communities and make sure they strive, right? And I, I don't think anybody would disagree, even though it's a generalization, it's like overstating, but I mean, they seem to thrive in whatever uh, environment that you throw them into. Uh, yeah. They seem to be good with 
And, and you can even say the same things about the Chinese. I mean, like they're really good at establishing bonds and making uh, support networks and coming up with business and, you know, supporting each other. And, uh, yeah, the, the problem is that once you start talking about genes and predispositions about good versus evil, and you're, you're going to shoot yourself in the foot so easily. I mean, like uh, the guy, th there was this black guy who attended the KKK rallies, uh, Daryl Jones. And then so there were he started like interviewing these people like, Hey, why do you hate me just because I'm black? And well, just because like statistically black are evil. What, what, what would you say that? Well, because like statistically speaking, black perpetrate this amount of crimes and whatnot and things like that. And then, then his response would be, well, uh, statistically speaking, all of, uh, mass murderers or yeah, chain murderers or whatnot are white. Should I think you are a mass murderer or a, uh -huh. Mesmerizing, uh, like no, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm a nice guy. Well, why wouldn't you concede the same benefit, right? And so I, that's that's the trap that immediately, and that's how like he actually started collecting all these ropes from ex KKK members that he converted out from, just because. Uh, uh, well, you and I talked about this uh, uh, about the humanist versus. The yeah. anti-racist movement, right? And so, like the humanist, this is simply uh, the humanist approach that Cole, uh, Coleman Hughes uh, highlights uh, that Martin Luther King seemed to support is that making notions about race is uh, illogically flawed because you're inevitably going to find uh, inconsistencies. An outlier. Well, yeah, you're going to find outliers. There's uh, Jordan Peterson says the ultimate intersectionality is the individual, right? There's always going to be, well, what if it's a black? What, what if it's a, a black woman? What if it's a black gay woman? What if it's a black trans gay woman? What if it's a black trans gay handicapped woman? And you can go as deep in the rabbit hole as you want to. We're looking, we're looking for one yeah. of those so we could hire them here on the show. We need some diversity. <laughs> yeah. we, why don't we get it all at once? Yeah, that way they don't mistake us. You, you need that quota, and then you fill on those checkboxes for the same individual, and you get yeah. like a government check. That way we don't get canceled, you know? That's what somebody handicapped, check. Somebody black, <laughs> check. And then like, well, oh, we're going to try to get them all in one. Yeah. yeah. But, It'll look good on our taxes. Well, speaking <laughs> of handicapped people, what else did the canon say? Oh, God. Just call him handicapped. Yeah, All not, right. not that one, the canon. No, no more. more. Well, bro, you know, he he brought he brought something to my attention, or rather it was reiterated to me, because I had heard some of these things before. Oh, so, the canon said this. You can't be anti-Semitic when the Semitic, when, when we, we are the Semitic people, when we are the same people that you who they want to be mm -hmm. that's our birthright that's our birthright have you seen the black israelites yeah okay yeah what about you jc black israelites i'm vaguely familiarized with them but they're actually yeah, they're, know, they're the ones who claim to be the real jews yeah okay so uh i have actually some of the some of the best stuff from them from youtube clips Trying to Neanderthal. Yep. You Neanderthal? Because, wait, man, that's all he is. You a caveman, man. Right. You a caveman that stole everybody's history, stole everybody's uh, the way of living, and then combined it all together and said it was yours. What says in the scriptures God do hate? Yep. Right. And, that, and that's not the only thing he hates. He hates many things it's in the scriptures, yep. man. Yep. 
he hates Esau. Who's the Esau? He's the progenitor of the so-called white race, man. I've I've seen this well, clip. That escalated quickly. <laughs> that escalated quickly. I've seen that clip before. Yeah. Uh, there's the, a bunch of, of black dudes yelling at this at this, this little, little shrimpy fucking white yeah, dude and he's crying. Like that's white. horrible, man. And he starts crying. But um, I mean historically speaking, yeah, that they're probably originally from there, right? Like uh I So mean, they enslaved like, did they enslave themselves? No, dude, look, listen. Because they were also they were they were both the pharaohs and the Hebrews, so did they enslave themselves? The the fucking the the twelve was it twelve seven? How many tribes? <laughs> I don't know. Now, nah, but the tribes were made up of fucking different types of people. There were slaves. There were all sorts of <laughs> slaves in fucking um, Egypt at that time. Uh-huh. And uh, I believe yeah, that. they yeah. were mm-hmm. they were the fucking uh, pharaohs and the fucking um, slaves they too. Enslaved their own people. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We've been doing this since the beginning of time. But uh, so think about it. Jesus spent an entire year hidden in Egypt. Obviously, he would have stand out if he looked like me, right? Which is how he's normally depicted. Yeah, you, know, you do like, look uh, like Jesus. Location, and then, well, I don't have the hair so long yeah, right now. Can we we got to put a wig on JC. I've I've heard different stories yeah, that then, during that time he went to North America. He went to India. <laughs> this is the first time I'm hearing he well, went to Africa. Oh, that was in the gap that uh, he went because to India. He disappeared from fifteen uh, when he was age fifteen, and yeah. then he reappeared when he was thirty before he was he went crucified. to India. So he brought he brought. So they say they, yeah, uh, they say the, the legend goes like this, right? Like that because the Mexicas were so nice to Hernan Cortez and their people is because they were already hanging out with Jesus before, and then he was a bearded. Oh. long-haired <laughs> Caucasian guy and so like oh you're another one of those and we're gonna be nice to you maybe which uh, I don't maybe believe he, it for a second but I've, I've heard it maybe he's got a motorcycle like Che you know and he traveled yeah. the world on his fucking little Harley <laughs> on his har- a cloud Harley well, like it's on a cloud I mean, yeah. he, he could walk over water so oh, I mean he could just do oh, like a forest gump thing right That's just true. like running stretch or whatever yeah my mind has been blown <laughs> yeah I'm fucking out there no, nah, but look, look, the, they, they, I, cause I've been, I was, uh, I don't know that I was part, but I what? went, I used to go to a black Hebrew congregation uh-huh. and, uh, they, they, that was their whole thing. It's like, yeah, no, they, they're the original, um, Hebrews. They're the original Israelites. And were uh, they the original Aztecs and Mayans? Maybe. Oh, that's, the that's, Aztecs were original black Native Americans who lived in central Mexico. Native Indian Americans have been very jealous of the Aztecs and other blacks. Although today uh, many Mexicans like to claim that uh, blacks are trying to, to steal their history, it's the other way around. The Indian Americans are trying to uh, steal the uh, history of the blacks, such as the Aztecs. But I just want to show you something that's very interesting in this book, <laughs> that the original rulers of England and Britain were black. That's King George of England, yeah. the light-skinned black man. You clearly see the Vikings black men. Do you see that with your glasses? These are black men. Jesus is a black man. They know that in his hometown. 
Yeah, so everybody's a black man. Everybody's significant oh, in history. Yeah, I, I think they're stretching the definition of a black man, right? <laughs> there's, there's, a, uh, there's a community that, from Africa that came out and then uh, Neanderthals next with uh, Northerners and then kept spreading throughout China and then across the Bering Stretch and all, all of Americas. And so, yeah, you're going to find more commonalities in all that people that within Africa because in Africa itself, there was like a bigger pool gene. Um, Africa's the motherland. You yeah. Neanderthal? Uh, but I mean, like there were, uh, I mean, if, if you're going to name it something, uh, there would be brown? Eh? Uh, I don't know. They, uh, I don't know. I have them fucking even more stretching uh, how many people were actually black. Beethoven. Black. Mozart. Black. Henry VIII. Black. William Shakespeare. Un- undoubtedly black. <laughs> I've heard that before, though. That's like a nobody legit. knows who William Shakespeare is. William Shakespeare was, was a fucking made-up an acronym. Yeah, it was a made-up right. character that a bunch of white people put together so they could rewrite the Bible. Nigga, please. That's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> they listen, man. Definitely uh, makes more sense. I mean, yeah, no, that, that's the solo lie. All right, so so speaking of the Bible, what's good? No, nah, that's not a good segue. <laughs> what? So speaking of the Bible, we're going to talk about Pornhub now? Well, no, that was uh, just going back a little bit with uh, so white Jews. Uh, I, I understand they originated from the area from Poland, Ukraine. And well, listen, that area, I, right? I, will, I will have you know before you say anything offensive that I have like 6 to 7% European Jewish. Yeah, I oh, took nice. my I took my DNA test and that's what I was yeah. told. Yeah, mine came out like one one percent, and I was actually inquiring of the possibility. Not that I'm pursuing it, but uh, I could potentially uh, apply for Israelite nationality <laughs> if I'm able to prove that that one percent comes from my mom. Because going back to the one drop of blood, as long as I can prove that via my mom, there's yeah, that's the important thing. That you know that you share a unique um, DNA, like a, a blood with your mom that you don't with your father? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, man. I learned something today. Read a fucking book, dude. Oh, shit. I don't have Carlos's thing. But... <laughs> yeah, no, dude, we don't read here. Dude, dude so, so Jesus was conceived by the holy dope, right? Oh, shit. But, so, so I was but there was no man involved. So Jesus was technically XX chromosome. So what's that mean? That he was the uh... He was the first recorded LGBTQ plus guy. <laughs> wow, Royce is gonna be so mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's probably the most offensive thing we've said. It's here. a joke, come on. It's <laughs> uh, a joke, not Yeah, a we don't we don't joke about heart. serious matters like that here. <laughs> Anyway, so what what's going on with fucking Pornhub? Uh, Terry Crews is trying. That was a nice segue. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, now so so no so Terry Crews is on a rampage apparently. Some a lot of people are upset at him, and now that he's going after Pornhub, he wants to defund Pornhub. Uh, more people are mad at him. power. Yeah. What's the clip? Where's the clip? Terry Crews. 
a Christian actor and host of primetime programs, including America's Got Talent and Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, has denounced the website Pornhub. In a short message posted on his Twitter account on Tuesday, Cruz stated his opposition to the widely visited porn website, parading the radical call to defund the police. Defund Pornhub, tweeted Cruz, getting as of Thursday morning over 68,000 likes and more than 14,000 retweets and comments. Cruz also tagged the group Fight the New Drug in his tweet. The organization describes itself as a non-religious, non-legislative, research-based non-profit raising awareness on the harmful effects of porn and exploitation. Pornhub, which requires no legitimate forms of age verification from users who are uploading content, ultimately is fueling demand for sexual abuse material and putting lives at great risk. It's past time to shut down Pornhub. Oh, shit. That time. I've been telling you, man. Porn is degenerate. It's bad. It's bad for the soul. A couple of months ago, and we have a clip about this, but a couple of months ago, a news thing came out about some 15-year-old chick that had been, like, kept against her will and blah, blah. But, like, um, I was like, yeah, you know what? No more Pornhub. I even told my girlfriend. I was like, no more. I like no more Pornhub. But the Pornhub, you know, it's hard to find. Uh, not not so much the quality. The content's the same. But it's just the, the what do you call it? The interface and the user. You know, it's just mm-hmm. user friendly. You don't like the dashboard? <laughs> you don't it's think it's user friendly, you know? And I, I don't know. It's just something about the black and the. The orange. The design of the website itself, right? I mean, yeah. it's regardless sleek. of what content is. Yeah, I'm a web developer, so yeah, I can relate to what you're saying. So J- JC understands as a web developer. That's a nice I presentation. I understand as a pervert that Pornhub, <laughs> <laughs> Pornhub is good. It's just, it's just a good thing. Well, it's not a good thing because we need to defund it now. And a couple, so that's what happened a couple months ago. I, I heard about this thing and I was like, what? So play the fucking clip. <laughs> Recently, uh, there was a, a girl, she's 15, and she's been missing. She was missing for a year. And they found her through videos on Pornhub. Uh, somebody had taken her, and they found 58 videos of her being abused and raped through Pornhub. Uh, and that happened just this past year. Another, another example of, uh, of 22 girls being coerced. Um, Pornhub initially kind of like took ownership of that and and said, oh yeah, like she she was you know one of our our members, and then realized that they had just kind of implicated themselves in uh, the abduction and rape of a 15 year old girl with like 58 examples of of kind of that atrocity happening to her. Um, they subsequently took down their initial kind of tweet response, but you can tell from other tweets along those lines that. That it's 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 still there. The evidence is there, so to speak. So if it happens here, I mean, we're just kept catching the tip of the iceberg. There's so many so many women, primarily, 
um, and young children that that get abducted here in America for those for those purposes. But like how much more overseas? It is extremely easy to make a membership account. You don't need any kind of government official ID. Um, she had an account. Somebody had kind of created it for her so that it looked legitimate. And then her videos were uploaded through her member account on Pornhub. All the while, she's a 15-year-old girl, you know? So it's heartbreaking stuff. Yeah, shit's fucked up. And fucking... It's kind of baffling that that a website that's going to have fucking pornography on it wouldn't have, like whatever checks and balances are necessary to avoid some shit like that from happening because it's the 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 obviously the demand is there you go on there and fucking that's like the main fucking shit to search for is team this team that uh apart from all the stepbrother stepsister shit now um and it's fucked up fucking and and the fact that knowing that those are because they have the statistics i mean they could tell you what state watches what type of porn so they know mm-hmm. who the fuck is looking at what and what what's in high demand. And the fact that they know that those genres of porn are in high demand and they wouldn't have the checks and balances to avoid something like that. I don't know. There, there can, it can be a mistake. It can be one of those oversights. It has to just no, be like, let's turn a blind eye yeah, and let them, let them fucking blow up the two buildings. No, I, and- I mean, I, I, I'm going to go devil's advocate on this. Uh, I mean, it, it, there's a lot of nuance in these kind of stories, right? Like, um, just take the classical example, a uh, girlfriend of 17 year old, a year old with, uh, well, they start dating 15 and 16 and then now she, and suddenly she's 17 and then he's 18. And then everything that it happens in that period, he will be abusing of her, right? Because she's a minor and he's not that because you have to draw the boundary at some point and whatnot. So I understand. I, I mean, I, I, I don't want to deny girls get abducted, they disappear, and then these things kind of happen. Um, what I do want to say is that, like, if you see all uh, uh, the way it's presented, it's oh, there's some, uh, she's a minor, and then she uploaded, therefore, there's abduction. Uh, and then there's, uh, it, it's coerced because either, even if it's not coerced because she's not old enough, then it has to be some level of coercion of mind manipulation or something like that. Well, I think, but I think if you turn, if you turn into like Instagram right now for a second and then <laughs> just see, I mean, I mean, there is a rising culture of women rediscovering demonetization and the power they oh, hold to, oh. you know, whatever. Uh, and I mean, me personally, if, uh, if, if now the libertarian in me would say like, uh, make, uh, prostitution legal i mean they, i mean if they want to do whatever they want with their body or something like that you want to put checks and balances if she's a minor or not fine i'm, I'm fine with all that but all, all i'm trying to say is that when i hear these kind of stories my my spider sense go uh, just uh, trying to understand like is that what really happened or is that what they're telling you just because uh uh, the whole thing about like, well, because she's a minor, she cannot decide for herself and therefore it's abuse. And therefore, I mean, so if you do all those simplifications, you're kind of like shoving out the pursuit of truth of what things really went down. And I, I, I mean, I don't doubt for a, a second that a lot of these things did happen, that a lot of these girls were abducted and then put, I mean, you, you hear these kind of uh, cases like on 
uh, girls from North Korea, they're trying to get into South Korea, and then somebody in China says, hey, if you come here, you have safe haven and whatnot, and then they end up being abducted for being like porn childs or, or whatnot. So, I mean, it's not Chinese, that I don't foresee yeah. it. But, but I also... <laughs> but I also... I, I don't want to devoid human beings of their agency of screwing up, right? You, uh, you guys and I have talked about this. I mean, like people, yeah, especially in the teenage uh, ages, also make shitty decisions. Uh, so I well, don't want to rule that component is, out. My thing is that you know we should probably figure out what the fuck we could do to avoid horny teenagers from uploading their pornography online. Or even, you know, like, yeah, for a situation like, like what they were describing seems that there was someone coercing her to do it. Like, yeah, there's going to be a bunch of fucking fucked up horny kids that are going to want to upload their own shit or whatever that are going to do things like that. Are you saying we need to bring back the well, nuclear family? No, no but, but there should but, but be, you, there you should be a way to check I don't know if it's an ID. Like, show me your ID or <laughs> show me your <laughs> no, ID. No, but- <laughs> Hey, no, uh, but, show but like, me no, your, your like, fucking toes. What are you saying, JC? <laughs> no, like, libertarianism 101, right? Like, are, are you saying that 15-year-old girls are not able to have sex? Uh, yeah, just not on the internet in front of video. <laughs> is that illegal in this country? No, no, no. No, I'm saying right? that. Okay, that no, no, let's just take it one step at a time. Okay. okay. Is that person that is having sex of her own will, uh, can she have sex with somebody of her own age as long as it's not an adult right as long as that threshold is not passed so you're talking about a 15 year old girl with either a 14 or 17 year old boy or whatever no, right? i think i think the right? Muslims... it's not it's not illegal what? it's the... illegal for them to up uh, to film themselves yeah. uh while they enjoy themselves no uh i mean yeah it is no no if you're if you're a minor and you record another minor that you can get charged with child pornography um, but who, who's doing the recording? And I mean, it doesn't matter if, if, both, if, if it's consensual and if they're both doing it. And it doesn't both, matter. Uh, I mean, if I mean, I understand legally, it doesn't there's, matter. There's nuance, right? And obviously, if you talk about legal, they're they're gonna go after the male just because the, yeah, the whole premise sure is that because yeah. pre- male privilege. And the female is a, but um, I mean, all I'm saying is that it, if you go down case by case in this kind of situations, there might be nuance. And uh, I don't think it's constructive to simply paint them under all the same brush and say, oh, because she's a minor, therefore she must have been abused because I hate child pornography, which I, in essence, I do like, let's get child pornography out of YouTube now or internet or however, right? I don't think it's a, it's a broader problem to tackle no but my my whole thing was just that having knowing that you have a platform where a bunch of perverts fucking look for things and one of those things is you know teenage pornography um even if it's you know because a lot of them are chicks that are of age that pretend you know they got no boobs Uh they they pretend to be Uh like kids and whatever but like, if you have if you have a platform like that, I I think it's your responsibility to ensure that um, whoever's uploading on there is is of age, just to prevent uh, 
that? Well, I, I, I would take a, a different criterion on that case. I mean, I, I would say like if, I mean, there's a disparity. I mean, if that boundary is crossed, if like somebody's a minor and then the other one, well, no, I, I take that back because I'm thinking about <laughs> 15 and 16 year olds, but then you can dude push that. You know how many? You can push that case all the way to five year olds and whatnot. No, and well, then, that's what they're trying to do yeah, now, yeah. man. Listen. Don't there's, you know there, what the plus is for? There, yeah, the, <laughs> the the whole thing has to. Ha- there's there's ambiguity and everything, and what? there's there's fucking like, yeah. oh well, we could say that you know, um, in certain states it's like fucking uh, like sixteen years old, and in certain countries it's like fucking thirteen years old, and like yeah, you know that's that's the whole like the left likes to make those arguments about like you know uh, moral yeah. relativity and stuff, but uh, just scientifically speaking. Mm-hmm. The, the brain, and that's what all those laws are based on, that's what I like to think anyway, is that scientifically speaking, like, the, the people of that age can't make the type of decisions that are, mm-hmm. are important when you have that agency of, of choosing mm-hmm. sexual partners and things like that. And, you know, the pornography thing is like perverts watching that pornography, that means someone was exploited, or whatever it is, like the trafficking of that, or just the movement of that is, is fucked up. But the actual, like, you know, I was fucking dumb as hell when I was 15, and I'm still dumb as hell. So it's like, mm-hmm. developmentally, though, at that age, those type of decisions are probably not best left to to be decided by those people. I mean, shit, I don't think motherfuckers should vote to their 25 either. Yeah, that's anyway. the almost positive standard mm-hmm. right there. After 25, you're allowed to vote. Yeah, you can't even vote to your 25 in my, in my utopian uh, nigga, please. No, but you're allowed in, in these individuals to drive cars, right? In my country, yes. So here's the thing, I mean, right? In my, in my imaginary country, um, you're not well, allowed... I mean, they're certainly responsible for a certain degree. I mean, they transition into... Responsible. Yeah, yeah. Well, more look, and more my, responsibilities as yeah, they yeah. grow up. In, in my imaginary country, you can't vote till you're 25, but you could join the military when you're 16 or 18. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know... But you're good. You you'll be good in my country. Nah, but anyway, I don't know, man. It's 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 one of those good. fucking crazy things. I just think that since they know there's a bunch of creepy perverts, they shouldn't make it easy for creepy perverts to be creepy perverts. So are you gonna join the petition and sign up uh on those signatures? What is it what is it? They got one, a million, million signatures. signatures. They got a million signatures. Some chick that looks like a porn star, strangely enough, collected a million yeah. signatures for a petition. Get woke, to, bitch. To defund Pornhub. Oh, nice. That Tumblr had a similar problem, right? Because it was like played with that kind of scenarios, and then they just like nuked the whole thing, and then they basically <laughs> yeah. kicked everybody. I mean, well, they they, they didn't deplatform uh, like uh, the users, uh, but they make it uh, uh, unhospitable. Well, so they're super strict now. From people just like yeah, like uh, so it became uh, like became kind of like mute or they basically uh, vanilla, so they basically tanked their whole fucking platform yeah that happens we'll probably end up tanking this whole platform with some of the yeah shit. so i the, the take that i was trying to take uh, it was like okay if the actress in question is uh, 16 and then the actor is 18 you flag that as inappropriate and then you pursue it or something like that if the actress is 16 and the actor is 17 you uh, maybe I don't know it, it's hard I, I mean I, so ju- nah I, I, 
I, I think we should just abolish. I tend to err in the uh, field of freedom, but you know, with freedom comes chaos, and then people don't feel comfortable in chaos. So I, I, but I, don't, I don't have a better answer at the moment. I, I guess that's what the libertarian platform calls. I think. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I think. Uh, yeah. No. The, well, that's that's the that's the point that we can't just be like, oh, well, this form of governing or policy making is the one the one true form. Like none of them really makes sense when you get deep into them. You just have to take elements of different ones and just be like, "All right, this one makes sense for this context." What? They um, say there are no solutions; there are only trade-offs. Right? Pretty much, pretty much. That's a solution. Yeah, it's the, the tree of liberty way. needs to be quenched. So, speaking of uh, degeneracy, I know you had one last story that you wanted to share. Oh, yeah. I saw your uh, thing on uh, Pornhub. So, I was like, oh, I'll add something because, you know, I've been I've been on social media and I've seen all these people reposting, upset about the Mia Khalifa situation. So Mia I Khalifa. Look- who's Mia Khalifa? Mia Khalifa. Um, take your little Google machine, write in uh, <laughs> Mia Khalifa, and then click on a Pornhub uh, link and uh, get educated get woke so she's a sex worker yes she's an ex-sex worker she's an adamant activist uh, against uh sex work now she started off as a a porn star and then uh she got out of it she got married and then she realized she was underpaid uh (laughs) or something like that she made remarks about like yeah it's uh either she was underpaid or it was a terrible decision i made in my youth and i regret it every single day of my life oh that's what she said now (laughs) yeah this hasn't even. She's been out of the industry for like what three, four years. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Khalifa, she's acting brand new already. Yeah. So that's what's uh, up. Now, uh, <laughs> Khalifa, now a social media personality and sports commentator, started her time in the porn industry at the beginning of 2014. She's been outspoken about the ways sex worker stigma has affected her life for years. Last year, she tweeted that she only made $12,000 from her time in the porn industry. A number that is shockingly low for someone who was once a top search name on Pornhub and still a top-ranked performer on the site. Dude, not even even fucking, like, fucking undocumented farmers make that much. That's that's nonsense. Well, you know, she thought she could get a little, you know, $12,000, that's probably what she'd make off of one video once her name was fucking... So, because of these claims, now the Pornhub <laughs> studio Bang Bros are one of the companies uh, that gave her a contract back in 2014, and they set up a website countering her claims that she made about the industry. Uh, let's see. Uh, and uh, recently, on July 29th, Bang Bros tweeted that they had sent Khalifa a cease and desist order for her defamatory false statements and it <laughs> has now been publicly shared um uh today the vice vice article that i grabbed this from tried to uh talk to mia and they got no comment but um i i, I look i looked on the the site and i believe she made over like 14 million off her work in that time because it's yeah, you know she owns like certain royalties so she's still receiving yeah, that stuff no, she, so that's what the website goes into is how much she's still benefiting from <laughs> this time in her life that she completely <laughs> denounces but was willing to take the money from it well it's the only reason why anyone's talking it's the only reason yeah. why it's news is because she was a, a, a successful porn star um 
with the big buck. Well, no, because she made a claim that she didn't make money, right? I mean, that's uh, ridiculous. She made it now making money and because doing, she made she it now making money. That's fine because everybody knows her as the porn hub girl, and you know that's. Mm-hmm. That is what it is. I mean, you can try to rebuild your brand beyond Sports Center. Try to make yourself like a an Instagram girl, but is that where she's at, Sports Center? Yeah, that's where she's at, Sports Center. That's good. She should be it's, happy that in in today's culture, this stigma that she's going on about uh-huh. is obviously this is like the whole racism thing. Well, we're super racist, but uh-huh. we'll elect a black president. Now, we we are fucking super anti fucking porn star. Well, but porn stars get jobs at fucking sports center. Yeah, but then it's probably a fucking misogynist fucking uh, hellhole over there. Apparently, they don't center. even talk about it. It's like the unspoken thing in the room is where everybody knows Mia Khalifa from. And that would be weird to like, <laughs> dude. I checked a coworker. To you. <laughs> yeah, like oh, this coworker I have, I've seen. Well, I'm not, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I love it when they do like the in the Mexico oh, Twitter and they say like, "Oh, this brave young medicine student," and and she's trying to fend off her friend self, and then a photo of me at the last suit, and then some politician, like some senator uh, or something, just falls for it. Like, yeah, let's support her. <laughs> <laughs> well, now she denounces all of it, well, and that's fine. This, we're, we live in America. Um, you know, you you. You've made your choices. Now you have to uh, live, live with, with them. them. Yeah, that's it. I'm uh, so happy internet was not a thing when I was 15. Uh-huh. I mean, it was AOL. But, <laughs> you were in AOL. You'd if it was people, a thing, it was like super slow. So. What was it that you'd ask people age, age, sex, location as soon as you fucking uh, How dare message they? them? It's true. Age, sex, Do you location? know what I'm talking about, JC? Uh, no. ASL. When you when you message know. somebody, you'd ask them where they were from, each sex location. <laughs> no, I'm, first, I'm, 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 I'm trusting you what you're saying, but no, I I didn't. Maybe I was on the, maybe I was on the wrong chat room. Gay. <laughs> 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 I was in Merrick uh, uh, begging to get the double app to be like super admin and then nook everybody out of the channel. <laughs> I was like young anarchist punk. <laughs> No, I was, uh, well, it depends what stage you caught me in. But during that time, I was an innocent, 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 newly arrived young lad from a foreign land. Hey, big bro, can I get $2? Trying to hook up with vampire freaks. That was my, that was my preference. Was vampirefreaks.com and I go look for golf chicks. (laughs) Yeah, that was, uh, I, I, I can understand the other golf girls are. Yeah. yeah. Hey, it came up. back full circle. Now everybody's into big titty goth girls. Hey, dude, I was there before anybody was on that shit. You know, I'm a fucking uh, innovator. <laughs> Look at you, dude. All right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> anyway, so we do have uh, we uh, among among all of that, we do have some good news, some positive news. Um, and so apparently in North Korea, democracy. Has, no, not not North Korea. Psych, bitch. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, not North Korea. They're still fucking killing each other. Well, not killing each other, but keeping everybody. I don't give a fuck. Inside, <laughs> inside, and mildly fed. Um, no, South Korea, where all progress comes from, and beautiful fucking great music. You Neanderthal. And what the fuck? And fucking great. What were they doing in South Korea? Great music. Uh, good barbecue. 
And uh-huh. they, they have a cereal now. Do you have the clip of the cereal? Yeah, I actually. So that do. shit's like, what the fuck? That is a. I don't know why it's not here. Why hasn't made it here to America yet? The cereal? Yeah, it makes me wonder what the fuck we're doing over here. We have all these freedoms. We don't have the fucking cereal. I want to stick to a, a breakfast thing because I know you're going to talk about uh-huh. tea. So, you know, when companies kind of um, put out. Choices for um, their customers, and once upon a time, Kellogg's—I think it was about 2004—asked its um, customers in Korea, I think, if they wanted um, a new flavor cereal and if they wanted chocolate or green onion flavored cereal. Oh. Right. So everyone they went, they all pumped for um, onion. Right. But then Kellogg's was accused of vote rigging and all this kind of stuff. Anyway, finally, Kellogg's has brought out an onion cereal. It's um, green and it, they're called Shaky Quivers. There you go. And th- there's the box. Quivers. Anyway, I haven't got a picture of the actual cereal. But if you wanted onion flavored cereal, it exists now. It's beautiful. I wish we would have had some K-pop lined up because that, <laughs> <laughs> that really inspired me. Yeah, yeah. Fucking onion. Well, well, not not on. Right, right now we're in lockdown, but maybe if you swing by Arlington Heights, the Mitsuwa marketplace, you might find something there. Some green. I mean, it's Japanese that that they do import a lot of Korean. I don't. I mean, I I'm trying to. You could probably find some on Amazon, maybe. The green onion cereal. We should we should we get should some. order some. Yeah, we should get some and try out some green. We can do it live. And they so these people voted on that shit sixteen years ago. Well, and Kellogg's was like, "Fuck you guys." They were probably trolling Kellogg's yeah. too. There's a there's a recent one where Mountain Dew people just picked like the worst fucking flavor just to get them to do it, and they ended up doing it. We had like when the when the, like they, they were like Justin uh, Bieber was like, uh, oh, "Okay, what I'm gonna do like next tour?" And then like all the fortune community just like, "Oh, North Korea, North Korea!" They're like, "Oh yeah, the vote got canceled. I don't know what happened to the vote results." They did that. They did that to a few people, a few celebrities, where they were like, "Oh, fucking!" They were given these choices, and they picked the most ridiculous one, and then <laughs> half of them fucking like pulled back, and then half of them did it. It's good. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. It's a positive thing. But yeah, that's that's our fucking uh, that's our positive note because I among among all this bullshit that we have on this fucking uh, on all these topics, it's all terrible shit, man. Very depressing stuff. That's some almost positive shit right there. <laughs> nah, man, it's terrible. It's terribly negative. Nah, fuck I mean, like, you. Uh, people making racist claims or whatnot. I mean, like you get a good laugh out of it, right? I mean, we know better. <laughs> Um, so we don't have to be depressed about it just like say okay is that your pep talk yeah I mean we've come this far we're all mixed can we start or or stop obsessing about melanin Uh, Uh, power levels power levels melanin power levels listen I'll stop obsessing wait oh wait isn't power level isn't isn't power level fucking uh a euphemism, a, a euphemism for racism, for uh, the level of racism. Yeah, it's uh, how much uh, you believe in ra- race realism, how woke you are to the red pill type of thing. That's that's how you yeah. know how much power. Oh you. no, no, I was talking Dragon Ball Z. I, I had no. No, idea well, that's no. that's where it comes from. <laughs> in certain communities, they'll tell you, be like, "Hey, you know, when I go to work, I have to hide my power level because fucking, <laughs> you know, if they find out, I'll fucking get fired." Yeah, it's it's kind of like the. 
Not so much Kekistan, but just kind of that that breed of internet culture that's obsessed mm-hmm. with uh, nine-year-old girls and anime. Jesus. And what they call race realism. And that is, oh. it is a fucking, uh, it comes from that meme, from the Dragon Ball meme, the, the level, what is it, 9,000? Yeah, it's over 9,000. I said Kakarot, which is the Saiyan name of Goku. Uh, are we having the same conversation? I'm lost. Kakarote. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying like that's that's the, the whole internet, the whole power level thing, being a white racist thing comes from the internet, from like 4chan type culture, like Pepe world and shit. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, and it got yeah. turned into like you know. I mean, I, I'm really well versed in Pepe culture and whatnot, but I, I never heard of it. You never heard topic. of power level hiding your power level? Yeah, you gotta hide no. your power level because you're a racist and you can't tell. Hey, well, where do you come with these facts and statistics, man? Yeah, you just bust out the facts and statistics, like you know, thirteen <laughs> over fifty, and people were all like, "Whoa, this guy's power level's over nine thousand. Yeah, you never heard about that? Yeah, it's terrible. Oftentimes, if a celebrity like Nick Cannon will make a statement, uh, then, you know, everybody will be like, whoa, man, he exposed his power level. He fucking, you know, did that. Apparently, Mel Gibson has got, like, the highest power level. I'm telling you, I'm telling you the truth. Look into that. Yeah. That's good. You know what? We learned something. You look like a fucking bitch About the power levels. You get raped by a pack of nerds. It's terrible. That's it. That's that's fucking <laughs> that's their fucking positive note, man. Watch out for people's power levels. So otherwise, you might get fucked up. Yeah. Anyway, so that was good. JC JC missed our interview with uh, Bill McClintock, who came on. He, he came on to talk to us about uh, how he makes mashups. He makes brilliant mashups, actually. Um, but. Anyway, dude, thanks for coming on, bro. It's been oh, nice. Thanks for having me. It's been nice. It's been a long time, and it's been nice having you. You were, you were, I, I was, you were a fan favorite. You are. Oh, thanks. And I think, I think oh. you're the reason why we had a couple downloads from Mexico. I've, I've always attributed oh. it to you. Do you know anyone in Mexico who knows you who might have downloaded the episode? Well, yeah, I, I shared it with family and friends uh, here and there. So almost uh, positive. Es el show del la raza. <laughs> we are Mexican friendly. Yeah, we are Mexican friendly. I had some stuff about Walter Mercado that I wanted to share. Although he's not Mexican, but uh, it's still part of the. Oh, country. the fucking blonde dude. No. Yeah, man. No, yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. We'll have to. We'll so have, have to watch the documentary. Yeah, everybody knows him everywhere. We gotta watch the documentary and just have a. Time I watched it, man. Oh, I gotta catch up then. We'll Tomorrow, next to week, next we'll week. We'll talk about it next time, dude. He's just the shit. I'm just hoping. I'm just hoping he's not a legit weirdo, but because he is Jesus. a regular weirdo. It's anyway, dick already. Jesus, how dare you? Anyway, find us on fucking social media. Uh, you know, we're on Facebook at Almost Positive, Instagram Almost.Positive.Podcast, Twitter at the underscore real almost and all the fucking streaming services that matter see say share right there or messenger see that messenger button right there press that yeah press it just press it smash the like button i hate when everyone people fucking say that shit smash that shit yeah subscribe and hit the bell mm. it's the worst anyway fucking we're on all the streaming services spotify apple Whoa. podcast google podcast stitcher tune in podcast. i don't give a fuck <laughs> How dare you? If, if all that shit's too complicated and you don't want to make accounts and sign into shit, just go to fucking 
almostpositive.online. That's our website. And if you got some opinions you'd like to share, you got some questions, complaints, you want to talk to HR, hit. You and your communist liberal community can go F yourselves and Listen, rot man. in H. Trying to, I'm trying to let, let the people know what the fuck's wrong with you. <laughs> the fucking almost positive hotline, 312 715 7587. Yes. We'll play you on the show and we'll fucking uh we'll probably talk shit like Carlos did last time about fucking this dude's thing. Anyway, uh do you want do do we find you anywhere, uh JC? Do you wanna say uh, anonymous? Yeah, I mean, I can, uh, no, you can find all my social basically it's about dot me slash Aristibus with a C. Uh so then you can find my Facebook Twitter high five. Yeah, I still have a high five. I don't check it often, but <laughs> still up. <laughs> oh, and this is fucking Sir Rollington for Van Rollington, JC, and Bill McClintock saying, keep an eye to the sky and ear to the ground, stay vigilant, and be kind. Buenas noches. <laughs> Peace. Why is it that we white supremacists are happy for the Asian countries to develop? Why are we happy for the Chinese to go over and uh, help exploit Africa? And but we don't want Africa to succeed. I mean, is this why do we care? What what is, what, what is it about us that? Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah, give me an white answer. White supremacy has a racial hierarchy. Right. It's okay. Yeah. You know, it's, it's white on top. You might have the Asians on the, the next, yeah. Arabs here, yeah. Hispanic whites here, and blacks have always been on the bottom. Blacks got to be on the bottom because black people, we have the genetic capacity to annihilate the, the entire planet sexually. Because when we procreate with you, the, the offspring is going to be non-white. So black people right. operate a genetic threat. So we have to be on the bottom. White, supremacy, white supremacy is crystallized on mm-hmm. how Black people are mistreated. This is why when you bring Asians over, the Asians start doing their little nigga jokes when they get around you. So, what? I come in here every single day covered in glitter, covered in sequins, covered in booty shorts, covered in nylons. My dad wanted to abort me. Say what you want about America, land of the free, home of the brave. We got some dumbass motherfuckers floating around this country. To license it.